make sure you have the record player on at night. I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. I was ready to prostitute myself. Welcome to a very spooky episode of the Last Resort Podcast. It's Halloween, it's a full moon, and it's only three days until the presidential election. And in today's episode, we've got a very special guest with us. Five-star chef and Ooh. philosophy graduate of Stevens Point University, yep. Anthony Horner, Ph.D. Hey, round of applause. Welcome wow. to the podcast, Hello, Anthony. Everyone. What an introduction. Yeah, it's a Halloween spot. That's probably about as uh, Halloween-y as it's going to get. Is that it? <laughs> I don't really know how to make politics halloween <laughs> They're already scary enough. Are you actually recording right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're on. We're on the air. We're live. Yeah, we've got about... We've got... For listeners. 40, 50 people listening to us right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hello, it's not live. We'll probably have about 17 people yeah. total from now to the end of time that listen to this, mm-hmm. including... Brigham three times. Yeah, Brigham three times. Eric, probably. Mm-hmm. My sister. That's okay. Once the word gets yeah. out that I'm on it. Yeah, we're going to yeah, blow yeah, up. Yeah. Followers just, yeah. you know, expanding. Networking is what, yep. what we're doing here today. Perfect. Yeah, so it's the last podcast before the election. So yeah. Let's talk about. All right. There's four things I want to talk about. I don't know if there's anything you want. Well, actually, five. Oh God. Here. God damn it. Um, I want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yes. And I want to talk about uh, some electoral predictions Ooh. that I have. Oh. And what maybe what you guys okay. think. Oh. Um, how the election might be cheated. The, oh. the ways it could be. Okay. What's Donald Trump going to do if he loses? Because mm. that's a big question mark. Mm-hmm. The biggest. And John, you voted. I did. Like so an we're going to talk about that. I know you want to talk about it. Yeah. Should we talk about That's that so right away, or should we wait? Till you know what? That it's up we... to you. We can do it whenever. We're, we it's up to you. We can we can either we'll tack it on at the end. Yeah. Well, you have to listen to the yeah yeah make the people listen. Yeah. So electoral predictions. So I so you know like five thirty eight that website where you can look at the map and then you click. So you're not just looking at polls, but you're actually looking at like how the electoral vote might work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys? Done any? You guys haven't probably played with that at all, have you? Nope. Have you looked at any maps, map predictions? Uh, as of right now, no. All right, um, I've got one. I did. I, I put together a uh, formula that I followed. Um, okay, Mister Krabs. Yeah, I got to pull it up quick. Oh, he's not even ready for it. Yeah, did I, you see uh, something I probably should have had? Screen here yeah. in the studio. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> got it on my. Uh, I did laptop. see. Um, the I don't remember which channel it was on but when bernie sanders was talking about his fear for the election what was he talking about it was basically um given the way 2020 is going a lot of democrat voters are probably going to do absentee or mail-in voting Mm -hmm. while um republican are going to vote in person and so he's his fear is the red mirage well no i don't know if that's what they're calling it the fear is that on like election night Mm -hmm. based off the votes that are in it's going to be Donald Trump winning. Yeah. But then once everything that's been mailed in and absentee is voted, it's actually going to be Joe Biden. And that's how Trump's going to say it was a fraud and that it was going to be the, the big yeah, fiasco. Yeah, it's called the red mirage. Is that they're what they're calling like it? The, the nightmare scenario. Not the nightmare, but one of the nightmare scenarios. I do have another nightmare scenario I'm going to bring up. That's okay. Halloween-y. Yeah. Nightmare. Um, but also the uh, that'll get into how the election could be cheated because one of the things that Trump is pushing for right now is to say that it's like American to have the results on election night 
So there are a lot of states that it's like, you know, all the state laws are different Yeah. as far as the absentee ballot is like Wisconsin. It has to be in by 8 p.m. on election day. The absentee yeah. ballot doesn't count. Some states just have to be postmarked by then. Um, so he wants to throw out and Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, has also said that he finds it constitutional to throw out that they might throw out all the ballots that don't aren't counted by election the by the next day or November 4th after election day. Okay. So they're just going to toss out all of those, even though it's like usually originalist constitutional, like constitutional textualist justices mm-hmm. always talk about state rights. And now they're saying like, oh no, we're just going to throw out all those they're state all laws. Window. Yeah. Well, another thing to consider too, is that those election deadlines mm-hmm. are different for different parties too, because you got the all of American service members overseas. They, yeah. at least for the state of Florida, They've got an extra five days to get those in. Well, I didn't know that. After the election. Yeah. Like, After does that just election, be postmarked by election days. day? I think it's supposed to be postmarked, but then for in order for it to be counted. Just arrive within five arrive days. Within exactly. Five so, so they're going to say. I think postmarked at least, um, I think you have up until the day of. I don't know. It's you, actually pretty slow. A lot of states pretty are, lenient yeah. for these absentee ballots. Like as far as yep. timing. There's not. But like, obviously every state's different. Too, yeah, like so. Wisconsin, it has to actually arrive. It has to be in the clerk's office. By 8 p.m. So even if it's postmarked, it doesn't matter. So you can't even mail a ballot now. It's probably too late. Um, but yeah, they're just going to, so like in that case, they'll throw out all those votes. And Florida's a big swing state. Mm-hmm. And they'll throw out thousands of those votes. Which, like you're saying, is like they all support the military because this is a Republican push. Yeah. And it's like you're going to invalidate military right. voting now, like right. military ballots. But they'll probably just find some constitutional exception. Which is such bullshit, like the whole Amy Coney Barrett thing, like how she's like, I'm an originalist, so I can't answer, I don't answer yeah. any of your questions. It's just like, you know, everything goes into my brain and it's like a computer and I just look at the document and I just, it's like the, the document is open for interpretation. Like it's, it's a, a living, living document. document. Yeah. That's why we have justices and a judicial branch. So it's like, you obviously are going to interpret it according to your personal and religious beliefs. Yeah. There's going to be bias right. there. Yeah. You can twist it. Like, uh, um, Justice Scalia. There was one time when uh, it was an immigration reform issue with like Arizona and Arizona wanted stricter immigration laws, but it impeded on federal law. And he said, well, no state rights. So they have the right as a sovereign state to create their own law to make it harder for immigrants. But then when it came to California legalizing medical marijuana, he said, no federal law trumps state law. And it's like, well, weird. you can just interpret it how you want. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do with the that's the only way um, I really see them like rigging this election. I don't think it's going to be any – like, it, it's everything that's happening right now. Yeah. It's not going to be post-election shenanigans as it is, like, either they throw out everything that isn't there mm-hmm. at the time or, like, what they're doing in the Carolinas right now where um, the the absentee ballots – like, in Wisconsin, you need a witness signature on the ballot uh, right. in order to be valid. Yeah. And you don't need that in – I don't know if it's North or South Carolina. And they just made it law that you actually need the signature now. After thousands of ballots have already been mailed in. And so it invalidates all of those. And they said it's a retroactive law. So it applies to all of the ballots even before the law was passed. Yeah, we talked about that because, like, we, like, especially for older people, they're not going to think to vote again because they're going to be like, oh, I voted. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to proactively think, oh, I have to get a new ballot, send it in. Yeah. You know? A a huge percentage of them are not going to vote again. Yeah. In Wisconsin, right now, there's uh, another issue, voter suppression issue, where. The not just the mail-in ballots, but all the ballots in certain counties, like thousands of ballots. They have, I was telling you about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. They have a timestamp on it. It's like a barcode, and there's literally like a fingernail scratch in one of the blocks of the barcode, 
and the machine can't read it because of that scratch. And they're saying, mm. according to law, you have to reprint all of those ballots. But because it's so close to the election, they're like, there's no way we can reprint them in time. So we either have to fix the existing ballots by drawing it in with a marker or all those votes won't count. And so they took it. I looked at, into it more today. They took it to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. And because without the Supreme Court approving it, they can't mess with people's ballots yeah. in any way. Yeah. So they need approval. And the Supreme Court is just saying, like, mm, that's not a Supreme Court issue. We're not going to answer the question, which is essentially saying no, because without saying yes, the answer is no. Yeah. So now we don't know what's going to happen. Does that mean my ballot was fucked up? Um, no, it was only – it was already caught before early voting. It was actually absentee ballots. Oh, okay. Because they caught it before early voting, so they said all in-person voting should be fine. Okay. But it was a lot of the absentee ballots, which are Democrat votes. And then Wisconsin, again, is a huge swing state. That was weird because like when I called in, they called it an absentee ballot. But I voted in person. It was, I was confused by that. Yeah, I think it's – well, it's just voting like absentee early in person. Okay. Like you're still using the same ballot because yeah. you have to put it in an envelope and everything. Yep, yep, yep. Did all yeah, that. Just like you're doing it absentee except you don't need the witness because well, they're there. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. They so they're it. like your witness. So It was – I will say the guy who got helped me get registered and all that was a fucking champion. And well, he yeah, was, that? Well, just because my dumbass – it's 100% my don't, fault. Don't you swear remember, on the podcast. You remember his name? Just, we can give him a little shout no, out. No, he didn't have a name tag on. He didn't have a name tag on. Oh. But I wish I did. I remembered his face, though, so I've ever seen him. Legend. But I brought um, a piece of mail and didn't realize it was a promo, not an actual bill, to prove my address. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck. And he's like, well, I don't want to turn you away. So <laughs> Is that what you said? You were like, God. I let it, no, I didn't say that. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was a bill. I was actually very um, – oh, So he actually really helped you. Yeah, no, and okay. he was like, do you have anything on your phone like for your bank? I'm like, I just moved, so my bank doesn't have it. And I was like – he's like, what about um, for your internet bill? And I was like, bro, yeah. And so I had – I brought it up. He's like, oh, it needs to be a PDF file. And I was like, I couldn't – and I, I clicked on like change the PDF and it wouldn't let me click on it. So I'm sitting here struggling. Like frantically. And he's like, can I just see your phone for a minute? I'm like, sure. And he's like, he's like, do you mind if I just send it to your email? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, beep, boop. Oh, there it is. I was like, dude, you're a fucking saint. He's like <laughs> – He's like, I don't want to turn you away. You're already here. Like, your vote yeah. matters. And I was like, you are a champion. He was a sweet guy. Helped me through it. Very nice guy. Yeah, that's nice. That's so, what you need at a poll. Yeah. Yep. A exactly. poll and I felt bad because the line behind me was getting bigger. And I was like, oh, really? shit. But they, I didn't – they had two rows going. So people just kept passing me. And I'm like, oh, so sorry. Uh, yeah. First time voter. Excuse me. <laughs> first time. No, but that's good. He was able to take that extra initiative. Yeah. Just to, because uh -huh. you know, I was like – I even told him. I was like, I can run home and grab a bill. He's like, no, like you're already here. Like if we can just find anything on your phone, it will work. And I was like, yeah. oh, so, so so thankful for him. Whoever you are, I doubt you're listening, but thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad he was able to help you through that because, you know, there's so many, like, hoops that – extra hoops that we have to jump now. Like, for example, like maybe having to bring two forms of ID. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people just don't have two forms of yeah. ID. You need, like, you need a passport and a driver's license or other sort of government-issue ID. And it's like, well, I'm lucky to just have a driver's license or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's all I have. It's just my driver's ID. license. Exactly. But it's, a, it's one of the true ID now, so I don't really need a passport. And oh, that's already true. got that. Well, yeah. For interest. I – the, the chances of me having money to travel out of this country are slim to none, so we'll worry about that bridge yeah. when we need to cross it. Well, <laughs> but John, we're going to find a plane ticket real cheap. Trump <laughs> Certain guys, get elected, depending on how the election goes, might just get a one-way flight out. Yeah. So, John, your vote does matter. It does. He, he it made does. me feel special. Yeah, he made you feel special. Good. Are we getting into it Did you it feel now? like you're... <laughs> I, I see you the like wheel you... turning. <laughs> you want to just ask the question. I've been waiting. I mean, I got to ask. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. I know you were really torn. I was. Looking at that ballot. Just... I was. I voted for every, like in all the categories, too. I was very really? proactive. I did some research. Tonight before. Although some of them, I will say the ones that just had one person running, like unopposed, I just filled them in because I was like, you know what? I don't know anyone else to write in, and they're running out of posts. So I'll just fill them in. Mm-hmm. But I did make some conscientious decisions when voting. So how did you come to your decision? Uh, actually, you want to know the, the, the biggest thing that swayed my, my vote? What's that? It was the, the first election. The first, or the, election? the first debate. The first debate. I'm sorry. Oh, the okay. first debate. Um, yeah, that did. I remember you, you were pretty. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just say it. I voted for Joe Biden. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Yep. Wow. yep. Voted for Joe Biden. That's who I voted for too. I I <laughs> made a a very conscious decision. Not so much like I'm I'm still gonna learn more about his politics, and I can admit that. But on a personal level, on like just compassion level, the way Trump brought up Hunter and Bo both in the first mm-hmm. debate, it just it it didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Like as a person, morally and just compassionate, and watching someone have to defend. Not only their dead son, but their son who went through addiction. Like mm-hmm. it really, sw- yeah, too. it really swayed my vote. And I was like, and so I watched the rest of the debates. I thought the last one, um, not only the last one, but the town hall. I feel Joe Biden did an extremely well job with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the middle one. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I watched like probably fifteen minutes of Trumps, and I was like, this is a fucking disaster. And then I went to Joe Biden's, and I watched it for probably forty-five minutes. And then I watched the last debate, and uh, yeah, so I made my decision. I, I voted Joe Biden. Well, I know, I know you had a lot of convictions. I know that there were a lot of issues, so I'm happy that you were able to thoroughly think about it and be open to changing your mind. Yeah, you're. And be I open can see to- how giddy you are right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like a little kid in a candy shop. I remember when eyes I told wide you guys open. that I was going to vote for Joe Biden. What was it like three months ago when I first decided? Yeah, but a lot's happened in three months. And I remember you got your jaws dropped because <laughs> <laughs> that was what in like June. It was right around the all those civil rights yeah. protests and everything. That's what changed my jaws mind. Just dropping. And yeah. yeah, I said it. And you guys were just like. <gasps> clutching your pearls and everything (laughs) oh i think it was it was such a big deal at the time because like i think at that time we weren't doing them every weekend we were doing like every two weeks yeah and so like the weekend or the two weekends before you were like still like very hesitant and still very hurt about bernie sanders and which is understandable and then the next podcast you're like hey so uh i'm a i'm a vote for joe biden and we're like where the fuck did this come from but nothing about like what i thought as far as like the – like I don't like Joe Biden yeah. a lot more. It's just like so many other things around it change. Yeah. See, that that's the, I think that was my biggest thing is there's some policies I don't agree with and some that I do. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing was like as a person, being able to treat another person with respect and yeah, compassion. Yeah, into yeah. how you're going to Yeah, and, I, and it's just like – and I get why people were attracted to the whole Trump's brashness and not being a politician and saying whatever you want. I can see why people were attracted to that. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't near as bad four years ago as it is now. Like it's, it, I feel like it's definitely compounded and become such a bigger issue that people have to actually realize and not to be like, well, that's just that's our president. Like that's why we love him because it, just, it, it becomes a point where it becomes too much and it just becomes like just ugly. Well, I, th- I think like his platform that he's running on now is the biggest clue as to why he's going to lose because if you like, I listen to some of his ads and like campaign rallies. Or, he has rallies um, in 2016, 
And it's like some of the stuff even gets me like almost excited. Like he talks yeah. about like there's a political establishment and they're not fighting for the people. Yeah. I'm not part of that establishment. I'm going to fight for the people. I'm going to get you guys health care. I'm going to take care of the people. I'm for the working class. He hasn't said working class once this entire different now it's all about socialism and capitalism and everything is great now and it's like no you ended up being a fake populist yeah he ran as a populist and he was a convincing populist because he's a reality tv star and he's very good at speaking charismatic another just didn't do that this year another big thing from the last debate was um the whole like when they were just talking about the past and stuff and then trump's like i take responsibility for, I take responsibility for everything, but it's not my fault. And then yeah. the look that Joe Biden gave him was priceless. But then it was later in, in that debate like, when um, they brought up, um, I think it was the Crime Act, Crime Bill. Yeah. And Joe Biden was like, listen, like that was, that was a mistake. Yeah, and yeah. I, like the fact that he acknowledged it as a mistake mm-hmm. moments after or minutes after Trump said, I take responsibility, but it's not my fault. Like mm-hmm. him acknowledging that. That it was a mistake and that he now he wants to correct it. Yeah. And, and, and then, he's been trying to correct yeah, it. Yeah. And I think he did a really good job of like when t- when talking, he made a very conscious effort to look into the camera instead of at Donald Trump and the moderator. Look into the cram- camera and it actually felt like he was trying to actually connect with us instead of mm-hmm. the person he's debating. He's actually talking to the American yeah, people. Yeah, because Trump was all about attacking. Yeah. He was all yeah. about connecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a big that was a big thing. And when he said this isn't about my family or your family, this is yeah. about American and families. I think the I think one of the biggest things was he was like, I'm not a red president, I'm not a blue president, mm-hmm. I'd be the president of the United States. Well the divisiveness I think is yeah. one of the most damaging yeah. things of Trump's presidency. And so when he he went on that like I think it was like a little thirty second like monologue I'll call it, but just him addressing like I'm not a blue president, I'm not a red president, all mm-hmm. that I I was like, you know, like I f- that's the type of mindset we need. We don't need any more red state, blue state, Democratic mayor, Republican mayor, Democratic yeah. city, Republican. We don't need that anymore because at the end of the day, we are the United States of America and we have to be able to work together mm-hmm. in order to fix the things that are going on. Yeah. And so I think the first debate was the one that I was like, I'm probably going to end up voting Joe Biden just on on a human level. And then the last debate was the one I was like, he – Granted, it could just be all talk, but he was saying all the right things that made me believe in him, mm-hmm. and just seeing him acknowledge his own mistakes. Yeah, it elevated his position. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just and then Trump digging himself. Yeah, and then Trump the whole time was like, "Well, you didn't do anything for four years. You didn't do any or eight years, eight years." And it's like, granted, while the vice president does have power, they don't have all. Like he's not the president. You can't do you executive know? orders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Senate was Republican for yeah. six of the eight years, yeah. and so being leader of the Senate didn't really give him anything. Yeah, and so I don't know. I just feel like it was the the town hall gave me confidence, and because I mean, we all made the jokes about his cognitive ability, mm-hmm. and I think the 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 town hall gave me faith in that. Just is he he was on his game, and he did really well. And then the first debate was more of like a personal level, just because like it's not something you bring up on national television during a presidential debate. Well, right. I mean, there's yeah. rules to debates in, yeah. in all levels, even if it's just at like a, you know, middle school forensics or something like your debates have to follow certain rules. So yeah. personal attacks yeah. don't actually, I mean, yeah, we want to have a good judgment of character for like, yeah. like for the president of the United States. Personal attacks on the we, sun is uh, just yeah, exactly. so and so and Especially they, for something that like hundreds of thousand people have struggled with and then the families that are connected yeah. to the person it's struggling. Not really a good like message. Yeah, it's you know, not. And the cycles of addiction. And, yeah. You know, yeah. that's. 
because I brought it up. I mean, we probably all know someone who has battled with addiction and it's not something that we take lightly and it's not something that you would throw in someone's face, you know, because and, and then Joe brought Joe brought it up like people who have like not like intent to distribute, but like drug charges with possession shouldn't be going to jail. They should be going to rehab. That was another mm-hmm. big thing I agreed with, too, because if you could just get these people help and show them that, you know, the government in quotation cares instead of just locking them up. I feel mm-hmm. like it can make a big change in terms of fighting addiction. Yeah, definitely. And there are, I mean, there's social programs available. It's just that sometimes the stigma, you know, maybe to have a family, especially yeah. a reputable family like that, they wouldn't want that advertised, you know, that that's like going through their family and then it's going to lead questions to like the parenting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors involved, but yeah, personal attacks just aren't, you know, they're not going to advance your platform as much as, like, actually talking about maybe, like, infrastructure and, like, what's mm-hmm. our legislation going to be, like, you know, future bills to pass. Mm-hmm. Those are what we need to yeah focus on. And with his son, there were some decently credible things to bring up as far as, like, his connections with yeah. being on the Burisma board of yeah. whatever it was and, like, how he's making money and stuff. But I feel like that was the only but real thing that Trump didn't... brought up that had substance to it. Like, everything else yeah. was just bullshit. He always turned it into yeah. – but he got kicked out of the military for doing crack or coke or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, why didn't you just stick to like yeah. the thing that actually, cause like corruption obviously is relevant when it comes to the president. And if mm-hmm. his son is getting money from yeah. while he's vice president, then that could be an influence. But I mean, and also unless you have proof, which we'll get into that too, with the emails and the laptop and that whole story. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just like, and then the, the fact that like you were saying, bringing up actual policy and, you're talking about your platform and like real change and stuff. It's just the fact that Republicans have to lie so like ridiculous, like absurdly yeah. large lies, like always about talking about socialism and like communism. Yeah. And, and it's like, and how he's like trying to do socialized healthcare while he's debating him on stage. Yeah. And he's like, I thought the last debate when he said, he must be really confused about who he's running against. Yeah. He thinks he's running against like all these other people. He's running against Joe Biden. I yeah. Well, that's I something ran he's like care he, for all. Like, yeah. Why do you keep bringing that up? Yeah. He's like, I I won against those people because I don't believe in the same thing. And then he brought up another great point. He's like, is it so bad for the American people in a capitalistic country to have choice and a public option? I thought that was when they when they got on that topic was really good. How he brought up. He's like, is it is it that bad for people who make X amount of money to have a public option in order to be healthy? And I thought he really had good points. I, I just feel like the, the last debate was really good for Joe Biden. Yeah, because he actually has a platform. Like, Donald Trump doesn't – it's been four years and he still doesn't have his health care plan that's been two weeks out for four years, you know? Yeah. Like, he ran on a health care plan that's going to give everybody cheap health care. Yeah. And he still doesn't have a plan. Well, then he, he always brings up, oh, I'm lowering the co- – like, the, I think the only real – thing I agree with in terms of that he's done with healthcare was the right to choose with the people who are terminally yeah, ill. Can, yeah. But in terms of like when he's always bringing – like the one I, I know about the most is he always bring up insulin. He's like, oh, the prices are down and then I, I have friends who are diabetic and like I've seen their bills and I'm like, if the prices are down, they're still way too fucking down. high. Yeah. Yeah. They're way like too – Like didn't yeah. solve the problem. Yeah. Like even if you brought the bills down, they need to go down way fucking more. Yeah. And then he's uh, – the case to um, – uh, for the legality of Obamacare is November 10th. Oh, is it? And so now they have a 6-3 conservative court, three of them appointed by Trump. And they, they voted on the same thing in 2012. And it actually, it was a 5-4 conservative court. 
and it actually was in favor of Obamacare 5-4 because one conservative flipped. Mm-hmm. So that conservative is still in the courts, um, but the other two that voted against it, two of them are still on the courts, and then the other three are the ones appointed by Trump. Yeah. So Obamacare is basically going to be gone by around November 10th, and that's going to instantly kick 23 million people off their health care in the middle of a pandemic. All because it has Obama's name on it. Yep. It's a conservative health care plan. It was thought up of in uh, the Heritage Foundation okay. in like the early 2000s. It was Mitt Romney's health care plan. So Obamacare is actually because it's subsidizing the private health care industry. So it's actually a conservative plan without – I mean Joe wants to expand it and add the public option. Yeah. And that makes it a little bit less conservative. But overall, it's subsidizing the private health care industry. That's a very conservative plan. The only reason Trump hates it is because it's Obamacare. Yeah. If it was Trump care, he would love it. And he yeah. called it the best oh, health care yeah. plan ever yeah, created and thought up. Planned, you know, and so it's like rea- it doesn't matter. He's kicking off tens of millions of people off their health care just because you want to like fucking show it to Obama. Yeah. Have you seen – bringing up the sign that's uh, on the road down there, the coronavirus the uh, death? Yeah. yeah, it keeps going up. Yeah. I, I had noticed yeah. that um, driving in that they bumped it up again. Yeah. I wish it was bigger. What is that sign? It just says it's, it's, uh, it's just some, one of my neighbors. Has U.S. Sign. deaths. Yeah. And so, like two weeks ago, when we were here, it was two hundred and ten thousand. Now it's up at two hundred and twenty. I wish they would I just. Think it's almost two thirty. I wish they would make it really big and put it in Main, right on Main Street. Oh, speaking of, did you yeah, see the? Um, so they put up a a, a big ass like not I guess not, uh, semi trailer, but like a moving truck trailer. Down by my house with yep. Trump signs on both sides. It got fucking graffitied, and they really? they graffitied the dick butt meme on it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, one side said like racist motherfucker, and the other side said something, and they're offering a reward for anyone That's who ballsy on yeah. Main Street. Yeah. How big is the reward? Uh, I think it was like a thousand dollars. Thousand bucks yeah. for whoever. Yeah, yeah. They, they put dick butt on it, and I fucking loved it. If I, if I was oh rich, I'd God. be like, dick if you butt. have intel. I'll pay you $2,000 to not tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give the person who did it $5,000 right now. Yeah. yeah. And I'll pay all your legal fees. Yeah. Somebody put a fucking Trump bumper sticker on my car. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's way worse I tell, than a sign. I thought it was like, – so did Lily tell you the story? What? I'm at lunch. You know who did it? No, but Ooh, I'm at yeah, lunch and I, and I saw it and I'm like, oh, I think it's one of like the ones that are like mocking Trump. And so I walked up on it like going back in and it said make him – and I was like, Oh, there's no fucking way. I was like, Lily, what sticker do you have on the back of your car? She's like, the nope one with Donald Trump's hair. I was like, Lily, someone put a Trump sticker in your car. She's like, what? And she was fucking pissed. Oh my God. She was so fucking yeah, pissed. Yeah, I was pissed too. I posted it. I'm on the like Hudson community. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, you're on there too? Yeah. It got like hundreds of comments and then they had to shut the comments down because people, everybody kept commenting. At least, at least there weren't fucking rioting at your house yeah. or something like that. Saying I deserved it because of the riots in Minneapolis. Saying like, well, it's better than rioting and looting and breaking windows and like just and burning down business. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't rather. It's not one or the other. Like either you can have a Trump sticker or you can have riots. That's that's not the frame of argument. It's more of like personal. I wish I would have caught the fucker doing it too. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I probably would have thrown hands in the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Take my work shirt off. I'm not clocked in. Take it off. Yeah, I'll just, it off. Yeah, I'll be like, "Hey, um, is that your fucking car guy?" Because that's a, like, I, it's I respect you having the right to believe in whoever you want, but mm-hmm. acting so childish like that, and yeah, then like on somebody's car. Yeah, it's like those things are hard to get off, and it's just yeah, like plaster another one over the top of it. Well, actually, they put it on my bumper off. sticker at least, oh, so it wasn't on the car. But yeah. still, it's like, what if it 
what if I couldn't get it off the sticker? And then I had to put another nope sticker on top of that. I'm going to have like a fucking Trump MAGA sandwich with nopes. Yeah. Nope bread. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Lily was fucking pissed. Yeah. Well, I'd be pretty angry too. I mean, yeah, I was just pissed. also. I was angry just as like, a, as a friend of you guys. I was just like, who, like, why? Like, why do you find, like, not only do you have to take the time to put the sticker on, because it was, it was level. Like, it looked like they, it looked like they fucking had a level out there, a fucking yeah. triangle. But to carry around extra Trump stickers. <laughs> Protractor. Yeah. Protractor. Yeah. Every tool. Fucking full-ass carpenter. Just, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. The fucking doctor's fucking glasses that have, like, the three fucking <laughs> microscopes yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, looking this way surgery yeah. with yes. robotic arms. But it's just, like, not only to take the time to do that, but to carry extra stickers in hopes of finding a car that you could put a sticker yeah. on, I'm just like, how, like that takes so much time out of your day. Why do you have to be that way? How many? Do you There's, think that they they were doing that, or do you think it was just one spontaneous like, oh fucking no I, sticker? I have to believe that they were the type of people who have like 30 stickers in their fucking jacked up truck with American flags and Trump 2020 on the back, just plastered, and they were like, if I find any of these fucking stickers, I got my own stickers. Trump Daddy Master, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, we have a worker who's a big Trump supporter, and so anytime she's in the back room, we always say Massa Trump or Daddy Trump. And if <laughs> like, well, Massa Trump won't give us no money. <laughs> but she loves that. Oh yeah, she's not gonna last very long. Yeah, luckily everybody I well, except for the police. Say <laughs> so everybody I work with they're uh more progressive than Republican. Yeah. But actually my place of employment is very Really? Uh um conservative they have trump signs everywhere and i mean i work with police so. yeah speaking of police there was that one in florida who just got um in trouble oh with the mask oh, yeah 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 were you there i, I mean you're from down florida no well, i voted absentee this this election so that's actually i actually like that process of voting too because you know when you're in the cubicle yeah you actually show up to vote you kind of like force with you know because on the main ballot in our primary there's a lot of things you vote for yeah so like I was voting on issues like of the sale of yeah, public he's land. Yeah, vote for like for issues the, like he's in Congress. Like he's the, a senator. Miami Dade, uh, the ballot that I had was like crazy. There was like a forty million dollar proposed project for a new marina and sixty, um, I guess apartments. I guess they're probably going to be like a luxury, yeah, luxury sort of condo thing. I would imagine in Miami Beach for you know forty million. Jesus. So those are the issues we were voting on. Plus you know we had the mayor, yeah. the um, the councilor, city councilor and whatnot. So. Um, but I kind of like that. But I was able to do more research. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe not like a full – it doesn't have to be like a full democratic like system where it's like you have to pick yeah. however people vote. But it at least has a large influence mm -hmm. maybe. Like however the people vote can be like – however many legislators are voting on it can be like you know 20 percent of the vote, like another legislator or something. Yeah. Like yep. the people would be, I don't know how. Yeah, because if you it, had like eighty percent, like that, would be eighty percent of the votes were opposed to, to whatever it was. Then I mean, I feel like your legislators are going to be like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Like maybe we should go with the thing they're actually, mm -hmm. you know, wanting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because working in an indirect democracy, you know, it's really important to get our, you know, our representatives in there that we want, you know, that we fight for. Because we're not able to vote on all the nitty gritty stuff, yeah. you know, really like boots in the ground, like how many. What is the, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so, I don't know. Having more direct democracy would be, like, voting on the issues would be pretty big. Like, Kyle Kalinske is a big commentator I listen to a lot. 
and he thinks every election it should be like the five biggest issues, like legalizing marijuana, yeah, like do you, healthcare of, system. Do you think, you should, uh, everybody should vote mm, with the presidential ticket? You think Biden will do that with an executive order? What legalize marijuana? Yeah, not federally, no. Why not? He doesn't support federal oh, okay. legalization. Because I didn't realize that pisses me off. I didn't realize that that could be an executive order for some reason. Yeah, but uh, they yeah. were bringing that up uh, when when Bernie was still running. Because I think he said that he would make that an executive order. Like Andrew Yang said, he's like day one executive order, legalize marijuana and release everybody on j- out of jail. And I'm gonna be outside of the jail high fiving every single inmate leaving <laughs> personally. He's like, how awesome would that be? The president high fiving. That would be all- fucking cool. Yeah, he's like, like dreaming yeah. like like a little kid. Like, oh man, I'm gonna be like if I had, if I was rich, I would do all this crazy shit like Elon Musk selling flamethrowers and stuff. Yeah, but those flamethrowers are flamethrowers. Bro, those things are fucking cool, man. I want one so bad. That'd be cool, Andrew. Like, if Yang can actually build more steam in the future, that'd be amazing. Or or what? Well, I was saying, because Bernie's getting up there in age. Yeah. Yang, oh. run, and Bernie be his VP. Oh. That would be, I mean. That'd be, that's your wet fucking dream. But, I mean. I mean, that guy's got a marathon career. You know, yeah. he's really yeah. been active. If for Biden went, you can't really primary against a sitting president. Yeah, that's true. If the, even if Kamala's going to take over for him. Yeah. Is it Kamala or Kamala? Kam- I don't know. That I one. Guess. uh I don't Gov- know or senator got in trouble for f- flubbing her name purposefully. Oh, purposefully. Kamala? Yeah, he was like Kamala, 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 blah, blah, blah. Oh, and oh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. That's Which kind of disrespectful. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, especially when you know her name, like, yeah, that made me be like, oh, it's Stefan, Stefan, like to you, like I know your <laughs> fucking name. Why would I call you something else? Just, just yeah. make cute. people laugh. Like, oh, he's so he's so risky saying that. Yeah. She seems uh, like a really strong, like powerful woman. I'd be able to actually pass some legislation. Kamala? Hope that, yeah. The only thing with her like, wasn't she, she very pro police? Well, she was a DA. Yeah. Um. So District yeah, she's Attorney? yeah of California, oh, okay. and she was responsible for um jailing like a lot of people for yeah. drug crimes and stuff in a way that we don't really like. And like there were cases where I haven't looked into it like thoroughly, but like cases where she allegedly was like hiding evidence, which would have like let somebody who was on death row like would approve their innocence and she was trying to withhold it because usually a attorney is like, Oh, I'm just trying to win, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to prove that this person so it's like I'll hold the withhold the evidence if I legally can. So she would do stuff like that. So there's a lot of negative stuff in her career. That just reminded me of uh mm-hmm. Brianna Taylor's case, the whole thing with the grand jury. Um mm-hmm. the, they brought up that the what was it manslaughter was never even an option to vote on yeah and they were pissed well i thought about it and do you just think it's because most of the time prosecutions will only go for the like the charges they know they have a case for because most of the time like when when you're prosecuting i don't, someone, I don't really know how the whole grand jury thing like, see, i'm not sure what, works. yeah i'm not sure what grand but i know like when it comes like a regular prosecution like you're not you're gonna overcharge someone you're gonna charge them for the things you know they're guilty of. Yeah, because you don't want to risk. Yeah, and then yeah. and then if you can uncover more evidence later, you can charge them. Mm-hmm. But you're not. You always want to go for the things you know is pretty much, as they say, cut and dry. You can. Like it, they dropped one of Derek Chauvin's yeah. charges recently. Yeah, but I think they kept the worst one. They but I'm not the sure how the grand jury one. would work if it's the same thing. Like you're only gonna yeah, like are you really. were they only presented the things that were had the higher chance of actually being, you know actually charged yeah i don't know enough about the process to know how it works 
happy to comment extensively on it. Yep, neither. Unfortunately, um, that is not my area of expertise. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but just to get involved, you know, yeah. for our justice system, and I don't think you can really bring a case to court if you don't have any yeah. concrete evidence. And if you do have sort of like a straw man set up and it gets overturned, yeah, then that was going to be kind of further along down the line. You're going to lose that case, basically. Yeah. That's what I worried about, you know, Yang saying, like, yeah, we're going to, everyone for these, you know, silly drug charges are going to get out of jail. Well, it's like, well, there's something else also tied onto that. Like, it could be like a homicide or something. I think it was just, like, well, just, just like cut and dry. charge. I think, or, yeah, Only well, those those, obviously the people who would get out were the ones that just, just possession, I'm assuming. Yeah, if they're, if they're in jail for another charge, they're yeah. also going to be sentenced for that. Yeah. So that wouldn't affect. Ah, okay. But if you just have charges. possession and they throw you in jail, there's no fucking reason for that. But I mean, yeah. if there's intent to distribute and you, I mean, you're, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about the election, the actual predictions. What's going to happen? Um. Did you watch the guy that apparently has uh predicted every president since like Reagan? Really? Was uh was it and the it, one that did he like release a video like several weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that Biden's gonna win this year because he had like thirteen things factors. Yeah, that yeah, he yeah, goes yeah, by. yeah. Yeah, there were. Yeah. I actually was gonna do a, an entire video on that because there were a lot of factors, not a lot, but enough that I disagreed with. Oh, really? And if oh, you and I disagree, yeah, yeah, it's thirteen criteria or eleven or whatever it was. Yeah. And it because he it was Biden was over by one, so it's like Biden will win. So if if it flipped one, then Trump would be the winner. And oh. I actually thought that it should have flipped. What's up? Will you pause it? Okay, I guess we're pausing it for a sec. What? What's cold? Breakfast. Oh. Oh. Apparently we're taking a breakfast break. Yeah. Brought to you by Lily. And when, when we come back, we'll talk about my election prediction and the uh, formula that I put together. Okay. That looks at the uh, 2016 Here's here's just a little teaser. I looked at the uh, margin of error of the 2016 election. So I looked at the average polls the night of the election uh-huh. and then the results and then how far they were off and in what direction they swung. And then I applied that same margin of error to the average of polls right now. Okay. So that if it's wrong in the same way that it was, which was severely wrong in Trump's favor in the swing states, if it's the, wrong the exact same way this year, what the results would be. Okay. And then I also did a, the same results, but if things tightened in Trump's favor by 3% across the board. And we'll look at that. All and right. then also a nightmare scenario. You better count my okay. vote, because I voted. Something good to look forward to. Yep. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back to the spooky Last Resort Podcast. <laughs> Take a little break to make some Halloween treats. Yes, it is. And we're back. Oh, the Halloween treats for the birthdays. All right, so we're going to talk about election predictions. So um, we always, we, I always have these topics, and then we end up talking a little bit about every single topic for like the first hour. Listen, Steve. Listen, you're asking Joe all the easy questions. Okay, listen. He's getting softball after softball after softball after softball. Okay, you're asking me all the hard questions. And listen, I respect you bigly, very strongly about you, okay? But you got to ask Joe the hard where who built the cages, okay? I didn't do it, okay? And my taxes, they're not fraudulent, they're real. I'm Donald J. Trump. Wow. That was a 
powerful Donald Trump it, impression. It kind of sounded like a baby Trump impression. <laughs> Listen, big baby Trump. You know what they say about these hands, right? Big hands. Okay, I have great stamina. I'm not a baby. Okay, I beat coronavirus from China in three days. Okay, three days. That was a good China. 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 It's from China. China. Close that China. door. That mannequin scares me. Hey, it's spooky for a reason today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That was the left hand too. I thought my man, my fingers about to get smashed. Wham! <laughs> so before the the break, we were talking about um, how I was coming up with some prediction maps, and well, I guess I'll try and show you guys if you want to see. Or, yeah, yeah, I want to see the. Um, I'm trying to explain it to all the viewers at home who can't see the visuals. It's actually it's on my Twitter. So right now we have a map at, uh, of the United States of America. Okay, yeah. So it's the 538 map. So the first I, map that you see. I always forget that Hawaii is under Texas. I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass. Um, all right. So the first map right here, all swing states set as toss-up. So all the blue ones, doesn't matter if it's a light blue, dark blue. They're all going to be the ones that are safe, Biden. All the red ones are safe, Trump. Everything else is a toss-up. Um, and these are the same toss-ups as 2016, too. Um, so with that, you have Democrats at 192 and Trump at 164. So you need 270 to win Yep. to get the majority. All right, so here's, what I, here's my data table. So these are all the swing states. These are the margin of errors in 2016 and which way they swung. So like, you know, let's see, like Florida swung um, – it doesn't mean like they won. That's just how wrong the polls were compared to the end results. So like say Nevada swung in Hillary's favor 3.2. That doesn't mean she won Nevada. That just means that the polls were off 3.2 points in Hillary's favor. Um, so then I looked at the 2020 average polls right now. So real clear politics is where I got it, and it takes all the polls and averages them out. Okay. So you're not looking at any one like biased poll. Yeah. Everything. Okay. And then I played the same exact margin of error. Um I applied the same margin of error from 2016 to this poll. So, like, Arizona went in Hillary's favor half a point in 2016. Right now it's 3.2%. So I applied 3. Point, now it's 3.7 in Biden's favor. Most of them are Trump, especially the big ones, like Wisconsin, was off by 7.2 points in Trump's favor. So right now Biden's up by 4.6. But by applying that 2016 margin of error, Trump's going to win it with 2.6. Trump okay. will win Wisconsin. Okay. okay. So it's a pretty conservative yep. uh, like representation of the map because um, Trump won big in 2016, and he wasn't. the polls weren't crazy off, except they were in the really important swing states, and that's what made the big difference. Um, and we don't think they're going to be off as much because they actually factored in, the pollsters factored in that hidden Trump vote. So they actually accounted for what happened in 2016, so we wouldn't see the same thing happen with you know being in trump's favor so there's actually a good chance the polls this year might actually be in biden's favor just oh. as much as they might be in trump's favor but this is looking at it in trump's favor so it's a very conservative map so here's what the map looks like every single so like yeah uh iowa is biden right now but because trump won so big in 2016 it's going to trump wisconsin going to trump north carolina biden's up but it's going to trump so applying this data table to the map, Democrats win 324 to Trump 214. Damn, Daniel. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these states, after applying that, are within like one, two, three percentage points. And I actually did this um, last weekend. 
So usually the the polls tighten quite a bit, like going right up to the election. Mm-hmm. So then I accounted for the polls tightening another 3% in Trump's favor because usually it'll tighten, like get closer. So let's say just everything that right on this map that Biden only wins by 3%, automatically give it to Trump and see what happens. Trump wins by 279. Hmm. Barely pulls it out. So he has to win every – yeah, it has to be like everything um, like it was in 2016 plus another 3%, and he barely will – Is this your nightmare scenario? No. Oh. So now this map, 279, 259. Um, So this is a – I mean it could happen like if things tighten. and He takes those states like he did in 2016. Now let's say Wisconsin flips. This map is exactly the same, but Biden takes Wisconsin, not Trump. 269, 269. Wow. Dead tie. All he has to do is take Wisconsin if you apply that, you know, so it's not too far off. Yeah. Like it's actually like a dead tie is a lot. What do they do if there's a dead tie? uh, It's complicated. It goes. So I look, I watched a long YouTube video. That's how I get my education. Okay. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Um, half the YouTube videos I watch are probably smarter than the college classes I took. Yeah, probably. But I did watch an episode or not an episode a video on what would happen if it's a dead tie. And it's weird because at first when I was watching it, it sounds like if it's a tie, it's like, well, it would go to Biden because I think it goes to the House to decide. I think. But as I was watching it, they kept explaining it, like the nuances of the decision and everything that goes into it. And like the Senate gets involved and then um, the Senate's Republican plus Mike Pence, the vice president, is the leader of the Senate. Yeah. And in the end, it basically – I remember thinking like, oh, if it's a tie, it's Trump. Like we're fucked. Huh. So if it's a tie, it's Trump, and so we we have to win. And I don't remember why though. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm rem- misremembering. Um, but I remember thinking if it's a tie, where it'll probably go to Trump. But if it's anywhere near, like close to a tie, if it's not an overwhelming win, then um, I feel like well Trump's going to try and challenge it, which gets into like how he might cheat it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. One problem with this is that all of these polls aren't factoring in like the pandemic, the climate of the pandemic. Yeah, it's not factoring in people absentee voting like crazy. Yeah, it's not factoring in the potential for fa- uh, ballots being invalidated. Because there wasn't a huge issue back in the 2016 election. I think we were more focused on recounting some of those swing states. I think Florida. That's when they took like an extra like two or three weeks. Yeah, wasn't that during the 2016? I believe election? so. Where they're just counting and counting and counting yeah. and counting and I think it was, recounting yeah. and then like the procedures for that, like it actually takes a big crew to count these things because it has to be, mm-hmm. you still have to respect the privacy of the voter, but they, the votes, votes still have to count somehow. Yeah. So I imagine there's going to be, if it's any sort of close, there'll be recounts and that's going to delay and then that'll give, you know. Yeah. And then you the, have the red mirage scenario too, where it's <clears throat> because we have all these absentee votes, like an unprecedented amount of absentee mail-in ballots, then a lot of like a huge portion of the votes, which are well, overwhelmingly, I would, would think would be democratic. Yeah. Are going to be counted later. So they might, Donald Trump might declare victory, even though it hasn't been a final count yet. And then when they say like, Oh, well we got done counting and it's Joe Biden. They're going to say like, no, we already, we won. Yeah. Like, we already declared victory. That's what uh, Bernie Sanders. That's the red mirage. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's a little bit scary is uh, um, Wisconsin and Michigan. They were looking at – because, you know, like we're thinking that absentee ballots 
would be more like democratic votes. Yeah. More democratic people are going to vote absentee. More Republicans are going to vote in person, especially on election day. Well, there were actually more uh, mail-in ballots sent to Republicans than Democrats. They had requested, more Republicans had requested mail-in ballots in Wisconsin and Michigan, and I think Pennsylvania, but Wisconsin and Michigan for sure. And more of them had returned them. Republicans and Democrats had returned them. So that's not good because that means that if, especially if there are more on election day, but then it also doesn't factor in that there might be a lot of Republicans that are voting against Trump. I don't know if it's enough that would make a huge difference. Um, but that's something to be a little bit worried about. I think, I think Joe Biden's going to win. There's, uh, there's basically like two scenarios where Trump will win. Like if he loses Florida, he can't win. It's almost impossible. If Biden loses Florida, Trump. If, Biden has oh, like okay. multiple paths to win. He can lose okay. Florida. He can lose Pennsylvania. He can lose Michigan. He, he can lose a bunch of states. Like if he wins, like Arizona and Nevada, which it's very likely he will. He can lose Florida. Yeah. He can lose. But like if Trump wins Florida, there's almost no. If you look at just the states he's gonna win, he needs Florida in order to squeak out a victory. On top of it, and he needs. Like, if he doesn't get Florida, he's going to need something else. So there's, like, one or two paths to him, and there are multiple ways Biden can win. Yeah, and I feel like it also maybe might help when I was going through that uh, Wisconsin's almanac how much of a swing state Wisconsin truly is. Like, it went back to Abraham Lincoln, and it has swung, like, in almost every election. It'll go blue one year. Four years later, it'll be red. I think there was a few instances where it would stay, like, with the – current administration but a lot of times it was just switching back and forth always since abraham lincoln they had it all listed it's just always been a it's always been a swing on, state. i mean yeah i guess we've our citizens yeah. of wisconsin are just thinking and they're not yeah. gonna just do strictly yeah party voting which yeah. i think is good you don't want to be a single issue voter but you also don't want to be yeah you know just straight up docket for democrats or republicans yeah. or green party or something but, florida's a pretty big swing state too yeah. is it well he had big rallies down there too and i don't think a lot of people like that because especially given the current climate in our pandemic. Yeah. Well, you just had one in Wisconsin, what, He's two days ago? Lots of massive Wisconsin. gatherings. Yeah. These are just super spreading events. And who does it help? Like, or who, like, it's the people that are there are already going to vote for you. Like, who is he? Is it really helping yeah. like, people decide yeah. to vote for him? And if it, they also might have more difficulty voting if you've got, you know, COVID-19. And all yeah. he does is at the it, rally, he just talks about how you shouldn't wear a mask and like how like he's. The economy was great. How the economy is coming how back. How he beat COVID in three days. So he loves to just throw out these buzzwords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking oh, social yeah. distancing. And I do believe it. You know, it's very important. Yeah. But also in just a general flu season. Like, I don't want influenza. Either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's the hardest thing, too, is. Practices are good. Is, he, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He keeps bringing up social distancing. Well, in the background, they got his all of his supporters packed in, like, sardines. Yeah. Well, they were in. So how did he you know, you can't preach it and not follow. I was watching uh, a guy who's a doctor on YouTube talking about, like, the medical industry. It, they think it's one of two things is going to happen. Either the flu, like, is going to go way down because everyone is wearing masks or it's going to skyrocket, which they're scared about because the flu presents the same way as COVID. And getting into the hospital and, like, going through all that, like, the, the hospitals are going to be overrun again. And they're not going to go, no, is it COVID? Is it just the regular flu? And so they're they're like it's either going to be like really good for us because people are wearing the mask and people I feel like are more conscientious about their hygiene and washing hands and d- doing what you know you should do. 
me being clean. Right. Yeah. But uh, well, they think it's going to be really scary because they're almost all predicting a spike in COVID uh-huh. because it is, you know, getting colder and, and everything like that. And then add in the flu, which has the exact same symptoms. They're a little worried. Yeah. yeah. Well, then our governor is saying like, yeah, there's an increase in gatherings inside. It's like, well, obviously it's Wisconsin in the yeah. winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm all for barbecuing outside, you know, negative 20, but you know, not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. You know, there's only a certain limit. Like, yeah. I'd probably go to a nice warm cafe or warm yeah. bar and want to, you know, socialize there as opposed to our, and then you know, Chicago just put on a 10 PM curfew. Oh, Chicago. And, uh, I guess the, uh, so the state of Cal or the state of Illinois has like their own, um, not CDC guy, but like health director. And I guess that person is battling with Governor Pritzker in the like actual CDC because the CDC says like, oh, all these gatherings are like outside, like bars, restaurants are causing the increase. And the guy in Chicago is like, no, it's in your own home. Like that's the, the biggest issue we're seeing right now is like spreads within the home, not actually ones that are outside and out about. And so there's this big fight going on because they don't think there should be because Pritzker was sh- threatening to shut down Chicago again. And he's like, no, we're not going to shut down. Like our businesses are finally getting back to like a yeah. semi normal. Businesses are never going to get. Back. Oh, there never are. Yeah. Aging pandemic. But they yeah. aren't going to the movie. Theater they're in a big fight right now. Like small no, businesses can really hardly stay hard. afloat when it, there's full capacity. Yeah. And not a pandemic. I think yep. since January. I have gone out to eat, like actually in the restaurant, not like taking the food home three times. Yeah, I have two or three times yeah. probably. And I don't like – I don't even like it. It's like and uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's literally – I go to – and it's not even like a real like sit-down restaurant. I go to BX, grab a burrito and chips and salsa, eat it as fast as I can and leave. I think every time I've done it, it was outside too. Yeah. But it's like the, if they want to help the small businesses, do what you can to like blunt the pandemic. Yeah. And then Congress needs to provide some financial aid to – like financial relief and maybe not businesses. let Kanye West be able to pull from the small business fund that they yeah Kanye West a billionaire pulled like millions of dollars from the small business fund because his business had less than 500 employees yeah. and then there weren't enough I mean, those... funds to go yeah. to thousands of other small businesses now they're over yeah because like three or four employees like that's yeah. a real true small business kind of like Walmart is still a family-owned business when you say family-owned business yeah. you're not thinking the richest family in the world you're thinking like, yeah, your freaking corner store downtown, or yeah. whatever. It's and profit margins are very, very slim. Well, just like business or restaurant, yeah, they're basically the equivalent, the yeah. business equivalent of living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So, so even he brings just a home one week shutdown. Yeah. Which now Chicago too, mm-hmm. they their bars and restaurants are done. Oh yeah. And it's not a complete shutdown, but like, so and I I saw once they you know. Business owners are also very crafty too. Yeah, they need to figure out how to make those, you know, profits oh, yeah. in the green. And they've built like basically little like igloos outside of their restaurants, yeah. so they're technically outside, but they're still able to be, you know. And I'm just, yeah. I mean, well, and I saw one solution, but I don't want to be in a tiny igloo yeah. with people either. So. I saw a lot of people um, in Illinois, uh, both in Chicago and like back home area. They were like. The, the government saying to shut the business down, but my banker saying no. Like they like they have people like their financial advisors like don't shut down. Like you will not survive it if you do. Like if you get fined, so be it. But you can't afford to. Sh- if you shut down, you will have to close your doors. And so there's a lot of people like I'm not shutting down. Like I can't. I will lose yeah, everything I have. Yeah, no, no. You just no. can't. 
They just can't. If yeah. you want to lose yeah. something that you might have worked hard for, for, you know, up to 10 years. Yeah. Know, there's no security really in a small business. And you can have clientele come or go, you know, and especially based on how you handle these policies. Yeah. There are three people, three groups of people at fault, three people for the economic crisis. Donald Trump and his failed response to it yep. Yep. by basically calling it a hoax from the beginning and telling people not to take it seriously. The people that don't take it seriously because they're just spreading it. Yeah. And now it's like, I, I'm still not going to go out and support small business. I'd love to, but I can't because yeah. there's a pandemic and I'm not going to like, especially because you don't want to go to a restaurant where people are like forced to work whether yeah. they want to or not because they yeah. have a paycheck because there's no relief for those people that are unemployed and there's no relief for the small businesses, which is the third one, which is Congress, who is just like bouncing on their thumbs when it yeah. comes to actually providing real relief. Well, and then you had Donald Trump, what, two weeks ago say that there's the end of the talks of stimulus checks until after the election, basically holding the people hostage. Yeah, he said, like, if you vote for me, then I'll provide you yeah. with some real financial relief Yeah, the day the, after the, the election or whatever. The entire Blackmailing United the States. American people, the public health. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it just sucks too because like especially here where we live, they're the, the arcade downtown – I mean, I know, they were struggling before the pandemic hit, and then they had to go fund me, and things started picking back up for them, and then this happened, and it's like I would hate to see something like that because that's hard to find, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an arcade. But and a down- real arcade. Yeah, it's a real downtown arcade. Yeah. Falls. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's behind the movie theater. Super cool. I, uh, Jimmy used to work business. there. Yeah. Yeah, but they have you know all the old classic games, and then they were just getting ready to set up their back room to have like all the consoles. So you could go play consoles and shit. So right now they're they're doing it's like up to ten people. You can pay it's X amount of money uh, to rent it out. To you get it for an hour and everything's free. You, you pay can rent out entire theaters now for a hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks and then the entire theater is yours. Really? So you get like well, you know a, a, to... a group of twenty people or something. Yeah, you pay yeah so ten th- people with the arcade. It's you pay up front. I think it was like a hundred bucks, maybe less, maybe a little more. But for ten people, you all split that evenly, and for an hour, everything. All the games inside are free. Yeah, because then you don't have like tons of people. Yeah, yeah, because everything yeah. in there is like a quarter or two quarters to play. Because it's a quarter for games, two quarters for pinball machines. And so it's that's how they're doing it. And it's like I've wanted to go so many times. But then again, like I'm worried about it. And granted, I know the people who work there and they are like actually cleaning everything off. And because, you know, they, they need to stay alive. The yeah, yeah. So they yeah, they because uh, the way they the way they have it set up is it's like um, after any like people come through, they have an entire hour and then after that there's another hour of them just sanitizing and cleaning everything before the next group comes in okay so like they're they're yeah. doing what they can but and i've wanted to go because i fucking love the arcade but it's also like damn you know because mm-hmm. i don't want to like obviously put anyone at risk of going out and yeah. about and then also the stigma of like when you see someone out and about doing things granted i wear my mask and shit it's just there's all these other societal issues going on with it too yeah so there are two sets of numbers that Trump keeps spouting and the Republicans keep spouting about how things are recovering. Like, did you see the uh, – they have that letter that they released at the White House that said like a list of Trump's accomplishments and the number one was beating the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, God. And then they – and they ended up issuing a statement saying like, oh, that was a typo. We didn't There's beat no it. We meant to say we're in the yeah. process of beating it. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. No, so no. like some fucking intern didn't – Yeah. That you didn't guys didn't enough. check it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You guys meant that. <laughs> so but anyway, so the no. – Economic, they're saying that the economy is back because the uh, third quarter GDP results came in. Yeah, I heard it was pretty in. high, wasn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about that. So it was what? An increase of 33%, which yeah. is almost one of the highest increases in the history of the United States. But you have to factor in the fact that that's relative to the previous quarter. Yeah. 
So the previous quarter, it had dropped yeah. like 33%. And that was so, in the previous quarter during like most of the lock, lockdown? Most of, yeah. Or um, when did the quarter March. switch? Yeah, like the second half or the second, what, like probably spring into summer? Yeah. Yep. Spring Which into early summer. Which is when everything lockdowns. was locked down. Yeah. So, but the thing is, that increase doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Because let's say, uh, um, let's make it easy. I'm going to pay you $100 an hour. Nice. And it's like, yeah, that's a nice salary. Yeah. I'll and take I'm that. I'm like, oh, Dad. I'm going to cut it by 50%. Oh, oh, I'll still take $50 now. 50 bucks. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to give you a 50% raise. It's an unprecedented raise. Ooh. I've never given somebody a 50% raise. You're making a ton of money. You're, you're, you're making $25 less yeah. than what you started less. at. Yeah. So that like 33% increase means yeah. jack squat because you've already taken 30, so much away yeah, from the economy. 30% of the higher number is more than 30% of the lower number that mm-hmm. it was relative to. Yeah. So it's just like a twisting and manipulating of the facts. And then they're doing the same thing with the cases. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about like, oh – the cases are going up, but that's only because we're testing more. And if it was really a problem, then deaths would be going up. But deaths lag cases by two weeks. And so after the cases have started spiking, it's like, okay, well, obviously, if, if this holds true, like the historical trend of cases and deaths, or deaths lagging cases, yeah. then we'll see a spike in deaths. And now we're starting to see a spike in deaths. And now we're having like nearly 100,000 new cases a day. Yeah. I think uh, so the like U.S. just hit a, the U.S. just hit all time high, wasn't it? Of cases? I think so, yeah, eighty seven thousand or something yeah. in one day, and so that means that like, and they're like, yeah, but the deaths that day weren't that high. It's like, well, yeah, because the cases because just the, fucking yeah, they're happened. not gonna die same day. Yeah, yeah, it's not that, especially when you know part of the discussion before was that you could be asymptomatic for up to two weeks. Well, then they were pushing that, I guess, just general media, and. But what would happen, for example, we had rallies in Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the very next day, they'd say there's a spike in cases, and it's because of that rally or whatever. It's like, well, you just said it could be asymptomatic for up to two weeks. Yeah. So that spike, to me, you're relating it. You know, it's correlation yeah. and not causation there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are wrong with the way that you they're – and- Well, that's just like when they're like – um, Trump's always like, well, I can have these rallies because it's not going to spread. I mean, look at all the riots and there was no spikes there, you know, using that narrative as well. There's like um, the riots, there were no spikes and everything was fine. So I can have my rally because clearly it's not real. Yeah. Well, first of all, there were actually a lot more people. I mean, I wouldn't say the riots are spreading events because that's like few people spread amongst a city yeah. destroying mm-hmm. shit. You're talking about the protests where people are actually yes. gathered. It would be more like a but stadium people, versus the city streets. You yeah, know? the riots wouldn't wouldn't spread the virus. They would spread destruction. But, but then again – the vir- People were wearing masks at the protests way more than people at the Trump rallies. Yeah. They wear yeah. shirts that say no mask, don't ask at Trump rallies. There's a so guy like, who came into to work two weeks ago. His mask, his mask, was it uh, had writing on it said this mask is useless. And I was like, it's a nice little passive aggressive. Yeah, I was like, I'm still yeah. wearing it, but yeah. I hate it. Yeah, and it's you know, I think you just get over it. You know, we can normalize. Yeah, saying maybe they should have masks that just say the N word right on it, and then more Trump supporters would wear hey, it. They yeah. love it. Oh my God, it's racist. A little KKK well, like, like pointy masks. And I, and I like the tie dye ones. The thing I love about work is like people will bitch to me about masks. I'm like, you think I get paid to make these fucking decisions? Like, like no. me? 
Yeah. Do you think I get paid? Like, I don't want to sit here and listen. And then that one lady who told me that uh, my mask wouldn't protect me from uh, the radical left lies. You know who <laughs> you are, lady, yeah. if you're yeah. listening to yeah, this. Yeah, she's like, you know that mask won't protect you against the radical left liberal lies. And I was like, okay. Ooh, that's quite the yeah, I was oh, like, and I was like, I'm like, I got five minutes before I leave. Can we hurry this little monologue yeah, up? Because I'm ready to fucking like, go. Like, I don't care what you have to say or is think. there a QAnon equivalent to the left? I don't know. Anon, <laughs> Kanon, Lebanon, Lebanon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, okay, so one last thing about the election. Oh, well, so do, what do you guys think is going to happen? Well, I think your the data that you're showing there is pretty pretty great. Yeah, you know, to be able to do. Sort of some similar to predictions by just putting in, you know, those margins of errors there. Mm-hmm. Um, it might it a lot, and it's fun to put it in perspective on which you know how much these individual states matter. Like I'm yeah. saying, if Wisconsin does swing, which I, don't I know. have a gut feeling it is. I have a gut feeling it's going to go blue. Really? <sighs> yeah, I have a gut feeling it's going to go red. Really? I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of Trump signs in like River Falls, but then I've been to like like driving home and stuff, and, and then in Hudson, like. I'm seeing a, a lot more Biden signs than I originally did. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it went blue. Yeah. But I, I, I'm kind of – I'm like right on the fence a little bit on Trump's side. That no, it's true. Be. Well, I think a lot of but voters I, are as well. Well, I'm here's the deal. is I, I voted blue, so the whole state's going blue. Mm. My one fucking vote See, did I, it. But I want people to think that it's going to go red because that gets more people to vote. You know? Yeah, if that's true too. If you're not yeah. scared, then you're going to be like, well, whatever. It's going to go blue. Everybody I talk to is voting Biden, so I don't need to vote, you know? Yeah. Um, and then well, you said he had a good chance of winning Florida too, right? I think he's probably going to win Florida. And Pennsylvania. Not Pennsylvania. You don't think he will? Well, he might, but I think that one could go Biden. Isn't he? Oh, no. He's from Ohio, isn't he? He's from Pennsylvania, but he only lived there for like seven like gotcha. for seven years. So he's from no, Delaware. He lived in Delaware. Didn't I hear people in Pennsylvania hate him because he apparently left Pennsylvania behind? That's what Trump said. Okay. Because he left when he was seven as if he could be like... I'm just yeah. going to stay here, mom. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. going my own way. You yeah. Know, just like see I'm I a man have. now. I'm seven. I can seven I can take care of myself. So, yeah. The three states to watch out for. So the three that, um, you know, we had the, if if I, the margin of error of 2016. And then when I added that 3% tightening, there were only yeah. three states that flipped that made it, uh, that caused Trump to win. So there were only three, like that whole scenario. If these three states flip, Trump would win with that 279. It was Pennsylvania, Georgia, and suspense. Uh, Arkansas, Nevada, Arizona. Fuck, where's the other one? I'm looking at the Michigan, map. Wisconsin. I thought it was Nevada, but not. I did say Nevada. What about Alaska? What do they know? If they red. I feel like in Alaska, pretty, uh... like they vote red, but I mean, who really cares about politics in Alaska? They should just be straight up just. Purely libertarian. Well, I they just, want as little government up there as yeah, possible. Yeah, ha- like I would probably say, what probably half of them just live off the grid anyways, up in the fucking right. mountains. That's the life. Though. Oh, wait. Yeah, you imagine be a tax auditor sent up to Alaska, <laughs> you, you taking like, fucking little bush planes guys. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay, under their homestead, well guarded, defended bunkers. You got fucking you know, like, bears on chains ready to eat yeah. people. Florida, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Florida, Georgia line. No, but do Country. Great band, dude. Ah, yeah, I don't know about all that. So those, oh, are, yeah, those are three states to watch yeah? for. Yeah, rather them than the Beatles, you know. Come on, no. Is that how you no. feel? You, well, that's there you, is one guilty pleasure of mine, though. Which one, one is song, it? Simple. Oh, 
Okay. All right. You know, I think it's good old. Uh, hey, no, too, you're allowed but... to have you're allowed to have guilty <laughs> pleasures, yeah, but... bro. You want to yeah. know one of my biggest guilty pleasures? Spotify is guilty pleasures. I, <laughs> I have two, two huge guilty pleasures in my life. Okay. And it is. Are you sure you want to reveal? I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston, Ooh. and girls just want to have fun by Cyndi Lauper. Oh my, oh my god. god, those songs are my jam. Uh, 90s songs with chick singers is like an entire category of guilty pleasure for Is me. it? Not just like individual okay. songs. Like uh, oh, City Bats. Do you, feel, you don't have to feel guilty about it. No. No, I don't feel guilty. I, no. Yeah. Like, uh, but I mean, something that. about you know like... my guilty pleasure? Me? The Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack. <laughs> really? Oh I listened to that when I was working construction, and <laughs> I, I would think, just freak uh... everybody out. <laughs> like the homeowner, the people I was working with. Because it's just cartoon like yeah. game music. I think yeah. uh, that game came in the Goodwill like two or three weeks ago. Really? If yeah. you find it, buy it for me. Okay. And I'll pay you back. Well, All unless right. it's like... Expensive. Interest. I don't think it's one of those games that sells. I don't know. I'll, if I find it, I'll just probably just stash it somewhere. Okay, let's get back on track. That's seriously, um, so we're talking about swing states. Yeah. So uh, what the, the so the uh, ones to watch out for: um, Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Iowa is also another one that it, Biden's up in, but might flip red. And North Carolina, okay. and Wisconsin. Did you see that they had that big ass Trump rally in California? I think it was San Francisco. No. Same yeah. Dream. Huge fucking rally. No, Beverly Hills. It's Beverly Hills. Huge fucking Trump rally. Wow. It's kind of pointless. And everyone's like, oh, the red wave is coming to Cali. It's going to be red this fucking year. Video. Yeah, yeah. Not but it, it was a. And they had uh, the guy, uh, I think they call, what did they call him? Like the Trump Hulk or the Red Hulk. It's just big ass, massive black guy just in front of the line, just walking. Just shoulders could literally move boulders. Mm-hmm. And they're like, see. Trump does have the black votes. That's what we're talking about. That's why we're going to win California this year. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, Candace Owens. Oh. As uh, Dave Chappelle calls her, that smelly cunt. Or is that what he calls her? Yeah. That's his, amazing. New special. It's like, Candace Owens, that you dirty cunt. You know what that reminds me of? Um, that Was it SNL? I think we got SNL skit with him and uh, Chris Rock on during the last election. And it was like him and Chris Rock in a room full of white people as they're watching the election. And then finally Trump wins. And one of the white people is like, Oh God, America's racist. And they're both like, you're just now figuring that out. It's like <laughs> one of the funniest fucking skits I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Candace Owens has this movement called Blexit. Black it's exit. A, yeah. Black exit. And it's mm. supposed to be black people exiting the democratic party. But Candace, Candace Owens is one of like the biggest like propaganda right wing bullshit factories. Yeah. Out there right now. Probably so, one of the worst. Yeah, and she had one of the uh, one of her Blex like her first Blexit rally was outside of the White House, and it was the first thing appearance that Trump made after he caught COVID. Oh, and really? He went back to the White House, and it was like a bunch of black people in like blue Blexit shirts and MAGA hats on the front lawn, and they were taking all these pictures. And I responded to like a ton of them on Twitter because everybody was like bragging, like, "Oh, can't be all doing these black that." People are. Well, <laughs> I always do that. Can't be doing that. That's your downfall, but Steve. Was, yeah, I know. But it was like they were sharing all these pictures and they're like, look at all these black – like the black people are all going for Trump and they're all turning. And then I just shared a picture of the March on Washington that literally happened one month earlier Yeah, when it was like 100,000 people compared yeah. to the 2,000 yeah. people that showed up for the White House rally. And it's like how can you say that like black people are turning yeah. for Trump? It's like there are literally 100,000 people that showed up like a month ago Yeah, from all over the country because – they hate Donald Trump and they want actual change. And they were actually showing up for real policy like yeah, yeah. reform and not just like for a candidate. That's way more yeah. powerful. Yep. Definitely. Um, all right. 
I want to uh, talk about quick. Talk about what's going to happen if Trump loses. Uh, He's going to so stay in that bunker. He cleaned it out for a reason. <laughs> well, there's three three scenarios. Okay. See what you guys think. So, well, he totally. I, I guess it depends on like how the results come in, but yeah. Even if it's like if it's irrefutable, no matter what, I see like he's gonna try and challenge it. He's gonna throw a fit, but is he going to literally refuse to leave and say like I'm just not transferring power at all, like I'm not leaving, or is he going to um, hand over the like be like all right, I lost whatever, but I didn't actually lose. It was rigged. Yeah, and then he's gone. Like his ego's hit. He's fading out. I still want that reality TV show of Trump just not leaving the White House while yeah, Biden's yeah. president. Yeah. And like, it's going to be like Parks and Rec or The Office. It'll be like, it'll be like Joe Biden doing presidential but, things. And, and he's cut walking to by Trump. in a robe. Yeah. Well, it cuts to Trump. And he's like playing fucking Xbox in the bunker. He's like, yeah, did you see my bunker? I didn't lose the election. I'm staying down here. This is my home. I'm still president. Look at my games. And they and keep giving him like fake packets of presidential <laughs> shit to yeah. like color in and sign. Like we just keep him busy. <laughs> just figure oh. he can't do any damage down yeah. in the bunker. They got him signing shit in crayons. Yeah. Oh, that shit would be funny. <laughs> so do you think? What do you think? So Otherwise, that's the situation number two. What was the third one? Third one is, um, he is going to lose. Um, loses irrefutably. He's going to transfer power, and he's going to maintain his image in the public. He's going to be a prominent figure in American politics. I think he's going to try to fight it. Well, no matter what, he'll try to fight it. Yeah. But is he going to try to fight it to the point where even if he can't fight it, he still refuses to leave? Can he or if he again? loses, is he going to fade out? Or if he lo- or, or is he going to um, he, remain prominent? He could run again, though. So, yeah. So here's my uh, my take on it. I think he's going to – because I think he can only really challenge it with the shit he's doing right now. Yeah. If after Election Day it still comes out that Biden wins – even after like he tries to – he's not going to be able to challenge it after the fact. And I think a lot of people are worried he will, but I don't think it's going to really be too big of a risk. It could happen up to the day. Yeah. Um, but then – or just getting all those votes thrown out. But I think he's going to lose. He's going to transfer power. He's going to – between like – a lot of people think his ego is going to be hit because he loses. But I think that because he has a cultish following – because he yeah. has Fox News behind him and because he's one of the most insanely narcissistic people in the world, he is sh- like sh- shielded from his ego from ever being yeah. bruised. And he's – Well, you know he'll be able, able to twist to it. Su- There's not going to be any humility. Yeah, they'll twist it. Yeah. He's not going to be brought down to earth and he is going to be a winner. And yeah. he only lost because it was rigged. rigged and stolen. So he didn't actually lose. So he's going to be a winner and he's going to remain prominent in American politics. He's going to – undermine everything that the Biden administration does not undermine like just go on Fox News and talk about it. Yeah. He's going to try to maintain his cultish base because he has one of the most loyal bases like in American politics like political history and he's going to call every one of Biden's failures a super failure and every one of his successes a failure and he's just going to try and basically continue to build support for his ba- yeah. with his base. Up to 2024, where he possibly runs again for a second term. That's what you think is going to happen? Or if he doesn't run for a second term, and if Biden doesn't do a decent job, he could easily win. Oh, yeah. He'll, if he runs again, he'll get the nomination because yeah. no, there's nobody else that's going to beat out Trump in the Republican primary. And he could possibly beat Biden if Biden doesn't actually yeah. produce real change. If he doesn't run again because he's going to be 78, 
then somebody else, he's going to build up that base so that whoever does run needs that Trump base in order to win because that would be the easiest route to the White House. It could be Don Jr. could be like another non-politician like Tucker Carlson or it could be a different politician. It's going to be somebody who is a little bit more well put together, possibly more dangerous than Trump because they're actually going to have intentions and they're going to have focused intent and they're going to have things that they actually want to accomplish and they're going to know how to do it because Trump doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Like when it comes to policy, he just does whatever the people in the room tell him to do. Yeah. He makes promises and he talks about how bad the other person is and he talks about like things that make his crowd cheer, but he doesn't actually know what he's doing. He's a master at rhetoric that divides the nation and whoever runs is going to have to continue that rhetoric of dividing the nation. So he's going to maintain a prominent – be a prominent figure in American politics to basically not allow that divisiveness to ever repair throughout the Biden administration and then – build his base and then that's going to set up basically especially if biden doesn't do a good job the next republican nominee which might even be trump and i think that that could be if it's not trump it could be somebody much worse than trump and i think that the most so i just this is my last video was about um the most important factor in this election isn't even that donald trump loses or that joe biden wins it's that joe biden actually does shit that helps real Americans in a way that they can actually feel. Because if he doesn't do that, then whoever runs next, whether it's Trump again, if he builds that base further, that's just going to further division. And that could be worse than if Trump wins right now. But I also feel like Biden kind of has that cut out for him in turn. No, I almost said it. I almost said in terms of, but I'm not going to. His, it was work cut out for him because there's so many little things that he could do right now or like when he first gets elected mm-hmm. that will help the American people right away, like a stimulus package. Some f- He could easily do a yeah. good enough job to prevent that from yeah. happening. Will he? He's a neoliberal centrist. Yeah. He might I, – I, I'm optimistic that he will. Like yeah. from hearing every, like his platform, I think he's hopefully adopting a platform that's a little bit different from his historical like actions in Congress – because, like, when people say, like, oh, he flip-flopped, it's like, well, no, you create a platform that you're running on. Yeah. And you're allowed to, like, flip-flop to a small degree when you're like, well, this is what I'm going to run on as president. It's just whether or not you accomplish yeah. these things. So if he, like, he's running on raising the minimum wage, I, th- I think he'll actually do that. It's already been passed in the House. Yeah. So it's already halfway there. All we need is the Senate, and which we might get that, too. So I think the minimum wage will go up. Um if they can actually, if we get a trifecta, then we could actually get a public option and expand Obamacare if it's not overturned yeah. by the Supreme Yeah, I Court. feel like there's a lot of little things revolving around the pandemic that he could do, healthcare he can do, that, like, I guess they're considered, they could be considered bigger things, but I, like, big picture, they're little, um, that would uh, effectively help the American people immediately. Yeah, I think he'd be better about repairing the economic yeah. crisis and repairing the public health yeah. crisis with the pandemic. And I mean, just those, just those two things. Like, if you do minimum wage, some form of health care with a public option, and um, like a stimulus package, just to get us, you know, in a yeah. good spot. Those things, three things right there, would be huge in terms yeah. of me like wanting to revote for him. And the thing is, he also, especially if we take the Senate, he has to do some shit right away. Otherwise, yeah. he might pull an Obama. The midterms in 2022 will turn against him, yeah. and if we lose either the House or the Senate, that'll become an excuse, an excuse, yep, and of why he couldn't get so much done. And then that's going to set up 
a devastating situation in 2024 yeah. where we have another politician or non-politician or Trump running on Trumpism. I just think that whatever happens if Trump loses, he's going to make sure to continue the Trumpism legacy, yeah. and which is basically just empty rhetoric with the intent of creating division throughout the country. And that's the most dangerous thing. It's like, um, like Donald Trump's one guy, even as the president of the United States, that there's a lot of power, but there's much more power when you have control of the people. Yeah. Like when you have actually control of a portion of the population, yeah, the president can do a lot, but dividing the nation is something that not one person can fix. So if he can maintain that, even when he's not president, he's going to have power. And I don't think, I think that's why he's not going to leave because there's still power in that. Yeah. And that's why he's going to remain a figure. People act like, I just, I just can't wait for him to be beaten. We never have to hear from him again. Yeah. Why do you think we would never hear from he's him not again? Disappear. Yeah. And even so, as such a powerful man, when he's coming into office, he's still going to have sway. And, you I, know, yeah. and he's going to have weight to what he says yeah. because he's got a lot of and money. They'll to say, back like, it up. well, he won't have any sort of influence because he's not going to have any sort of political power or office that he's holding. It's like, but he has power of the people. Yeah. And that's something like it's literally a cultish following mm-hmm. the way that people will just listen to anything he says. And like they're they're like a solid 30 percent of the voting population is not going to want anything other on, like on the right wing. They're not going to want to move on from Trumpism yeah. like the Republican Party wants to. So they're going to have control of the Republican Party because if they don't like cater to the Trumpist base, then there's no route to the White House. So whoever the next nominee is, is going to need that base because that's the only way they're going to actually have a chance. Or um, Trump so, farms his own party. <laughs> the Trump party. Trumpers. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice because that'll split the right. Yeah. But a, a lot of people, like I'm surprised that like some of the most prominent like com- political commentators I listen to and that I respect the most think the second option. They think he's going to fade out. Really? Like his ego is going to be hit and like, like there are people saying that he's extremely like self-conscious and he just, you know, puts out that like a lot of people that are charismatic in the public yeah. eye are always like introverted and stuff. So he's actually going to like draw back and go into a shell after he loses. But I don't think that there's a chance that that will actually hurt his ego because yeah. he's already he's so deep that. in lies and fake news <laughs> that a loss isn't a real loss. Yeah. What he wants to be true is still going to be true. So whether whatever real- happens in reality has no effect on his brain you know or his emotional state you'll be able to spin it oh yeah you know a lot of trump supporters are the same way we're like exactly just sort of like just twist it in their own heads to make them feel better maybe and just this is based on like personal interactions that i've had i normally Mm -hmm. have intelligent sort of conversations and that's how we advance you know to be able to learn something from the other person but they've had multiple encounters where we'll actually just be trying to talk about legitimate topics you know maybe the the strength of our military or something you know Mm -hmm. And just everything you have to say, they're able to like not follow the rules of debate, and they'll just swing you under the bus. Yeah, yeah. It used to and be... you'll just never be able to get anywhere. It's like just talking to a brick wall will be more productive than yeah. some of the people that I've talked to on various issues. The way that um, it switched from uh, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, the right totally flip flopped from that. Like it, now, the left is the facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, because we actually have the facts on our side with like the pandemic and the economic crisis. Yeah, like, the economy does better historically under democratic governing because we actually you, you can't just try and save money like a household. It's a government, so you need to actually spend money to stimulate the economy in order to 
like if you want to bring down the debt and the deficit and things like that, it's like, well, they just what they want to be true is what's true now. And it's no longer facts. Don't care about yeah. your feelings. And it's insane. Like when I talked to Trump supporters at downtown River Falls, I went around with like a recorder to talk to him for like an hour. And every time I'd bring something up that they didn't like, like uh, Trump disbanding the pandemic team, they just mm-hmm. say, oh, you need to stop watching CNN. And I was like, no, that actually happened, though. Like, you can look it up on, like, the yeah. whitehouse.gov, and this you'll is... find evidence that it happened. And then they'll say, well, everybody makes mistakes. And it's like, well, what? So what? what That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, and it's like, then there's so it's what like, could okay, happen. Well, you made a mistake, and now we're going to have to deal with yeah. it. For example, not having But wouldn't like, it be better if we didn't make that mistake? That's the, what I'm trying to yeah, say. Exactly. The best one I heard was uh, – Someone always was, an excuse. Someone yeah. was like, well, the reason they had to cut the pandemic plan was because all the taxpayer money was going towards the impeachment process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? That, that was their excuse was we had no money to – Well, to, he cut the pandemic team in 2018. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. They brought that up and I was like, I don't, I don't follow your logic here. Mm-hmm. See, I actually talked to – I was making calls for the Democratic Party. Um. Because for Joe Biden to try to get people, and I actually talked to a Trump supporter for fifty-five minutes on the phone. Was it a good conversation though? Yes. Oh, he's not voting for Trump anymore. Oh, he's not voting for Biden. Oh, but Is he he's just not, not voting. voting? Uh, he might vote. I, I think I kind of talked him into Libertarian Party. So JoJo, <laughs> so I was like, it's damage control. Like, it's like you sound more Libertarian, and because he, he hated Trump and he hated Joe. Yeah, but um, what was the, but he was actually the thing I liked about him was he actually responded to like everything I'd say is like. There was there was actually like a real point I was trying to make, but I can't remember what, what you it was. Actually, had a productive conversation with a former Trump supporter. Yeah, it like, was even like just one of the, that is kind of yeah. miraculous. Well, I, oh no, I told him uh, the pandemic. He cut the pandemic team, and he's just like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, that's oh. like because the biggest thing was like close locking down is destroying businesses, and Joe Biden is more for locking down than Trump is, so he wants to destroy businesses. And I said, well, first of all, Joe Biden is actually not for locking down. He always brings a mask and he says, I want to try this to avoid locking down. If we don't do this, then either we'll lock down. Like if we have to lock down, that'll destroy the economy. If we don't do this, we won't lock down. That'll destroy the economy. I said, if you cared about small business, you'd be pissed that Donald Trump cut the pandemic teams. And that's why we had to take such drastic measures to start. And he didn't know that. And then, um, fuck, I forgot the point again. <laughs> but I, I told him, I was like, he didn't understand. I was like, oh no, it was about the, uh, the why point. we had to cut it. And because yeah. he didn't understand, like, well, why would we cut it? There must have been a reason. And I just said, like, well, he's a businessman yep. and he's trying to save money for the country. I was like, imagine it's like a seatbelt, but it costs you money every minute you wear it. And he's like, that's costing me money. I'm going to take the seatbelt off and just hope I don't get in a car accident while I'm president. And unfortunately, we got in a car accident. Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay. okay, that yeah. makes sense. And good then, fucking analogy. I yeah. like that a lot. That was it. That was the analogy that I was trying to get to. Um, that that I was able to explain in a way that he actually like is like, oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, that's why small businesses are destroyed right now. I was like, if we had democratic leadership, we'd have relief for small businesses at the least if we had to lock it down. And then he started talking about like QAnon, and he's like, well, you know, Joe Biden wants to legalize pedophilia. You're like, wow, that's quite a connection you made there. (laughs) But it's one of those things like when people talk about conspiracy theories, you know? Yeah. Like when they talk about it, like they watch videos or they talk to other people, it all makes sense. But when they say it out loud in like real (laughs) real world, they realize like, I kind of sound fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah, I don't really – 
believe things like that when there's not any legitimate evidence to back it up. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, it's okay. So, <laughs> I guess I'll vote for JoJo. Yeah. I don't know, but it's one conversation, so he'll probably change his mind the next day. But. Yeah. But, I mean, at least there was a productive conversation had. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Because eventually you'll get to the point where you have enough productive conversations. Someone at some point in time will start to actually think about it. Yeah. Yeah, planting a seed. Yeah. You can't grow corn in a day, sir. Got to give it time. Got to give it some water. Me high by July. Hey. I just found out my stepdad tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Mr. Arnold. When's the last time you were there? Tim. Uh, weeks ago. He get his One of his coworkers. Oh, you get tested for work, though, don't you? Not regularly. I just did once. Well, great to no, he had a coworker who the, yeah, on the daily. tested positive, <laughs> and then he nose. got a fever and stuff, so he got tested. Huh. Well, I wish him the best. Hopefully it doesn't hit him too hard. Actually, yeah, really. I'm sorry for him. And actually, you know what? It's, it gets hit the hardest. If there's a misdiagnosis, especially yeah. I live in a very, you, very small town. Yeah. And word gets out really quickly. You oh, know? yeah. And especially I'm... Bad gas travels fast in a small town. Seriously, yeah. And if I'm serving 40 to 60 people every oh, day, yeah. food, yeah. you know, lunch oh, and yeah. dinner, then if there's even hearsay, oh, I yeah. have it, that it just... That's going to be shut down. Yeah. You know, at least for whatever. And then maybe the, your reputation's hurt. Yeah. And all that could happen just from a misdiagnosis. It could be a false positive. Yeah. You know, and that in which case that a small business is hurt just, just as bad. Because yeah. there's only a couple of employees, so. It's crazy so times we're living in. And then think about the amount of people that even if there were more widespread tests, they still wouldn't get it. You don't oh, want yeah. the thing shoved up your nose or whatever. and with the misdiagnosis. Well, that was just like we had a run-in at work where someone might – they had a false positive. So they say we think they were lying about it, trying to get paid time off, but that's neither here nor there. So we were all looking at like places to go get a test, and it was almost fucking impossible. Like if the places that were free because I don't have insurance, health insurance, you have to like have it scheduled like a week in advance. And then you know, because the test is free. The COVID test is free. So we're like, well, just Hudson Hospital. They require you to make an appointment, yep. which would cost you money because it's mm. an appointment. And then you would get tested. And then they said if you don't have insurance, you couldn't even do it. Oh, my God. So if you had no insurance, you couldn't even make an appointment to get a COVID test. And then so we yeah. called around to all the places that said, you know, like no insurance or whatever. And the one no insurance place was like basically it'll go to, to the government and they decide whether you have to pay or not. But they charge your card in advance, and it was and like how a hundred. Was the charge? It was one hundred fifty-one dollars. Was the lowest one we found, or no, one hundred twenty-one. My bad. One hundred twenty-one dollars was the lowest one we found. Other places were like two hundred. So one hundred twenty-one dollars charged on your card, and you would find out like in two weeks whether the government just paid for it or if you would have to actually pay for it. And it was in like it was like to the point where it was so much work. Like we were literally on the phones for like an hour and a half. Calling yeah. different places. Sort of like pollster teams. Yeah. Like, like it was literally like four of us and... in our conference room, half on the lunch break. And then we went back to, the, to work and we were still on our phones trying to search it up. Even our boss, who in the beginning didn't take it serious, was calling places for us. And it was just like, it shouldn't be this hard. You right. know, it shouldn't right. be this difficult for something that is supposed to be free to the American people to get themselves tested. Because you would think that the government, the CDC would want 
people to get tested so they have those numbers. And then you also know whether or not you're sick or you're safe. And because, I mean, the worst thing I can think of is being asymptomatic and getting loved ones, friends, elderly people sick. You In know? the worst case scenario, yeah. Because yeah. then you are actually inadvertently yeah. spreading it. It's like I would time. never I would never do that will like on purpose, you know. But it's no. like if I were to be asymptomatic and not know because I couldn't get tested and I wasn't showing any symptoms and then people, you know, around me got sick and yeah. then I found out I was the cause, oh I'd feel terrible. Food yeah. I'd Especially feel so bad. Yeah, and that's going back to what you said, you know, in Chicago, their government is putting them it's the in-home gatherings that are spread, yeah. you know, because people are more apt to wear a mask and stuff outside, yeah, yeah. especially if it's mandated. But, you know, once you get home, oh, yeah. you're, like, you're like, wow, I guess I've never not hugged my own grandmother. Yeah. But we don't do that anymore yeah. because well, you don't th- want to get grandma sick. That was just like right before my grandma passed a few, uh, few weeks ago. I was going to go home like a week or two prior to that. And I was like, I just don't know if I can. Like, I was just going to oh, I think it was for my little sister's graduation party. And I had to have a long ass conversation with my dad. And it sucked. I was like, I don't want to come over to grandma's house because I don't want to, because she's always been sicker, you know, mm-hmm. she, and she's always had medical issues. I'm like, I don't want to risk that. And it was like, I know that I don't have it, but I don't want to risk it. Even if I, you know, were asymptomatic because I hadn't been, te- I hadn't been tested. And, I was like, and like, I didn't have this long conversation with him and I felt bad because like, you know, it's not seeing your family, but it's also like, I don't want to, that risk, you know, and I definitely don't want to be. I mean, you couldn't really be responsible for it, but I would know, and that would be the worst feeling ever, knowing that like I gave a loved one, especially someone who has health issues, He's already pre-existing. yeah, yeah, yep. get them, give them COVID. It's like that would be terrible because I know for a fact that had I given, like, had my grandma gone COVID, she would have died, hundred percent, not even without question, she would have died. And so it's just like I wouldn't want to risk that. So yeah, I had to have this really awkward long conversation with my dad explaining all that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to be at mom's house the whole time. I was like, I can meet you somewhere, you know, like, and we could hang out, but I, I'm not going to go to grandma's house. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's weird times we live in. Very weird. Yep. I remember the first time I saw my grandma back and I was like, wait a minute. Like, She's like, oh, I'm just going to risk it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, she's still alive. <laughs> it's tough though. Cause like, kicking. especially for people who like live hours away from their family. Cause I only see, I only go home probably like four or five times a year. So it's like, when I see my family, I want to see my family. You know, I haven't seen you, you know, two, three months stints, you know, like I want to see everyone. I want to go talk to everyone. And then not being able to do that. Cause it's almost like it's, it's a voluntary thing that I'm not putting myself in that position, but it's almost like my hand is twisted because of the you circumstances. Need to take necessary yeah. precautions too. And anyone who doesn't is just a fool. Yeah. Basically. I mean, there's so much conspiracy about like the, the masks yeah. don't work. And, Honestly, improper mask use is also going to be a detriment. Oh my God, the amount of people just, I see with you know, their nose is not covered. Yeah, and then really, they just—it's just a fashion accessory at this point. Yeah, of which you're going to get stigma either way. Yeah, if you wear a mask, people are going to look at you, and if you don't wear a mask, people are going to look at you. But at the end of the day, and you need to. At the end of the day, the worst that happens, if say say the mask or the COVID was a hoax, masks don't work. At the end of the day, you wore a mask. Like that's the worst possible thing that you did that day was wear a mask opposed to giving someone COVID. So it's like pick your hill you want to die on because I'd much rather look in quotation stupid for wearing a mask and like possibly saving someone's life. And at the end of the day, be like, oh, the mask didn't work, but but at least I wore it, you know, even if it didn't work against COVID, it worked against the flu. I haven't been sick. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. 
And it's like the amount of people I still see, which is it was disgusting before, but even now more so not washing their hands after going to the bathroom at work. Like, and it's not even like all the workers are good. It's the customers. I'm like, y'all are some filthy motherfuckers. Like, Mm -hmm. there's been times I really was supposed to be like, hey, wash your hands. But I know I can't because I'm an employee. I can't like tell someone to wash their hands. But it's like. Oh yes, uh, wash your fucking hands from the stall. I, you, know, <laughs> you nasty. Yeah, wash your hands, you filthy animal. No, I got it. Set a ringtone that says "Wash your fucking hands," and then just call yourself. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, no, like you know, like put your fucking hands. I don't know. Just have it set <laughs> up. Like, wash your fucking hands, people. <laughs> just that, yeah. So you just can like click your phone and it'll play and be like, oh, sorry, I had a phone call. I'd much rather oh, it be like yeah. somehow. Get one of my friends is really good with like wiring and shit. Every time the urine, every time the urinal flushes, wash your hands, bitch. <laughs> Just every time urinal flushes. Um. All right. Do you guys want to take another break? Yeah. And then, because I, I got one last thing to talk about, the biggest story. Well, not the biggest. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, Ooh. which is basically what the Republicans are, we do are it now? making. How long do you think it'll take? Uh, well, I got to piss and I have to make a phone call. All right, then we'll let so, you do that. Ooh. We'll take a little break. It'll probably, I don't know, that's fine. Half hour. Plus, I really want right. to hear that like little intro again for the segue for the next <laughs> oh, segment, yeah. so I'm again, excited for so. that. Yeah. <laughs> spooky. Welcome back to the Spooky Last Resort Ooh. Podcast. It's Halloween, and we've got a new special guest here, Bishop Dylan Curtis. Welcome, Blessings. Dylan. I did me. I did unmute you. I was Dylan really worried about what he was going to say there. We're going to give uh, <laughs> Dylan the Trump debate treatment and put him on mute occasionally, depending on his antics and attitude. <laughs> so I got one question for you, Bishop. Um, and it's a hot take. Um, what's your thoughts on altar boys? Hot. Ooh. <laughs> a real hot take. Yeah. What's your uh, when you're teaching these? boys the scriptures and the word of the lord what's your favorite way to teach them well you see in proper christian fashion i like them aren't you catholic that's part of christianity ain't it well i'm just trying to figure out what your what your whole spiel here is catholic of course okay i'm the pope yeah but catholic is a much more specific version or variation of uh christianity so i mean are you catholic i am catholic roman yes okay roman greco-roman neo-roman catholic (laughs) old school okay (laughs) good all right go on reverend but anyway i like to get them completely relaxed when they read their scripture and the best position for that is hands and knees bible on the floor so their head is nice and low towards the bible okay okay um father no hands oh <laughs> okay that's what we were waiting for <laughs> i think we call them just about every word in the book for like a priest you said reverend i said bishop yeah. you said a pope cardinal cardinal curtis <laughs> Well, I mean, should we ask Dylan what he thinks of the things we've already talked about? Uh, I mean, we kind of already know what he thinks. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the election, Dylan? Honestly, don't know. Ooh. Well, I could help? honestly see it going either way. Yeah. Did you want to hear the breaking news from earlier today? Sure. I voted for Joe Biden. Is is this supposed to be shocking? I was surprised. <laughs> this man clearly doesn't listen to our <laughs> podcast. No, he doesn't. No, I ignored enough through the group chat already. Hmm. He thinks that your vote was a, a vote of fear. Oh, do you? That's what he yeah. calls it. You're too yeah. scared to vote third party. Too scared. I didn't want to vote for JoJo. 
Didn't have to. Could have voted green. I didn't know anything about the candidate, so why would I vote for him? I didn't know anything about him, so why would... So you were an uninformed voter? But not every, uh... For one particular party, (laughs) yes. But it can still be a a proactive vote, not just a reactionary vote out of fear. Yeah, but you guys have said you're not huge fans of How do you know what we've said if you don't listen to the podcast, Dylan? Oh, you speak outside of the microphone, right? Yeah, but you don't. You, didn't you just say you ignore us as much as possible? Some still slips in. All right, then what? What is it that we say that reaches your brain? Little, little snippets. I know you're not huge Biden fans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like right. I said, little our, snippets. Our well, we got Dylan's take. Let's move on. <laughs> so, Thank you very much. I want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, so apparently, me, uh, was it a uh, child pornography? Uh, well, that that was one of the alleged things that okay. was found on there. But All let right. me just let me run Shit, through the whole let me story. Get that laptop. <laughs> All right, Father. Yeah. All right. Let me run through the whole story, and then we'll uh, we'll comment on it. But I want to kind of get through all of it so that way we're not. You know, like commenting for twenty minutes on each of the ten aspects. Did you bring that mug up here specifically for this? Oh, <laughs> Seth Hunter! <laughs> wow, that's the T, huh? That's actually a brand of uh, irrigation system rotor. Oh, when I used to work at the landscape company, Hunter Hunter Irrigation. You use copper wires. Copper wires? Yeah. Sometimes. You know that shit gets stolen a lot, right? Yeah, because it's copper. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big issue back home. I think we have a new guest coming. Or not. All right. So here's the, uh, let's see, I have an order of the story here. All right, so here, so the laptop. Do you guys know much about it or not? I know briefly about it. I know, I think it was just. I think you know how much I know. Things were found and then it was turned over to the, what, Pennsylvania police, state police or some shit like that? Well, here's what happened. So here's the the, um, alleged origin story of the laptop. And then I'll get into what was on the laptop later. So, Hunter Biden flew across the country to... Oh, we do? <laughs> I fucking hate you so much, Dylan. <laughs> All right, so, turn good, of events here. Good. Uh, a Boy Scout with a leash just showed up, and I think this is supposed to be... A gimp for the Lord and Savior Bishop Reverend. An accessory to Dylan's oh, costume. An accessory. Yeah. Yes. We have a uh, a young man here with a leather um, sex worker hat on, along with a leash and a Boy Scout uniform. Oh, and a choker. Yeah. My bad. I would hate to forget that. Doesn't look tight enough. Yeah, you're breathing still. And um, lipstick. Don't forget the lipstick. And uh, just bleached all the hell fried hair. <laughs> look, it's the it's pants something. could be. I think you should wear tighter pants. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go with leather like pants. Yeah. yeah, like leather or something. Or no pants. Or tights. Yeah, I decided not to cut out the asses on these pants because you have to tuck in Boy Scout shirts. You know what? I don't He's think got I, a... I don't think... <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a fucking point. <laughs> I don't know if I want pictures of me circulating around with like a 12-year-old boy with assless chaps in the background. <laughs> and then fucking and Dylan T-posing a... as the yeah. bishop behind. <laughs> All right. Anthony doesn't know what to think right now. This is good. (laughs) The production is great around here. You know, I thought it was weird when we left, but it 
got so much weirder when we both showed up and no one else is in costume yet. <laughs> Not quite. We've been busy being adults for a minute. Yeah. But we were so supposed to finish this at like noon. Um, we had to take some right. breaks. Yeah. Should I get back into it? Yeah. All right. So we're just going through the list. Yeah. So, all right. So here's what happened. So Hunter Biden flew across the country to drop off his laptop and to get it fixed at some laptop store. But then he never returned to pick it up. So after like, what, 30 or 60 days or something, then it becomes the property of the owner of the store. Um, the owner of the store is legally blind, so he said he couldn't identify him through sight, but he assumed it was Hunter Biden because it had a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on the laptop. So that's that's the evidence that we have that it was him. And then, So a sticker is all the evidence we have? Well, plus what's, ale- what's allegedly in the laptop. So then he looked at the laptop... Like all the emails and everything blind. blindly. Um, then he, he found uh, emails and stuff that he thought was proof of corruption with like Ukraine and I don't know, some other countries. And so then he handed it over to the FBI and the FBI didn't do anything with it. So then he gave it to Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. who was Trump's lawyer, and thought, you know, Rudy Giuliani will run with it. And so he just took it all at face value. So the, the laptop did float around for months. So it's like one of the things is. What's on it could be true. What's on it could be doctored or altered. And diff- like if or planted. people got their hands on it, planted. Um, there is like some corruption with Hunter Biden or pretty like decent proof of corruption. But this whole laptop thing is, I mean, clearly the story's made up <laughs> at, like as far as the origin of it. Even if the information he got on the laptop is true, I don't think the, the story of the laptop or the store owner like finding the info and the blind. It over. Yeah. I don't, I, I think he, the information could be correct. Um, the other thing is Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani is also mentioned in um, Borat too. Go see it. He's in, he was in Borat. Yeah. <laughs> um, intelligence agencies told the Trump administration that he's the target for Russian misinformation because he's like a known drunk and he will talk to like anybody all the time. And it, so they're like, there are Russian people talking to you to try and like stir shit up. Because you're going to take it in. And then you look at the Borat situation where <laughs> Borat is obviously fake. Like, and he took that as real. Yeah. Like it's the, the thing about like the sex scandal yeah. is one thing. But just the fact that he was there being interviewed by this like fake chick and then got just played into that whole situation just shows how uncareful he is with like revealing information or like accepting information or just thinking that everything he hears is true. Just because somebody told him. Um, so, yeah. the uh, Let's see. What else do I have here? So, then what's on it? Here's what's allegedly on it. Here's the damning evidence that they found on the laptop. Um, so, Hunter Biden joined a board in Burisma for, like, the government, Burisma government, for a salary of $50,000 a month. So, that's true. And so, they... That right there is obviously like pretty straightforward possible cor- corruption because it's probably just a, a favor for like if we're nice to you know the vice president's kid, then maybe the vice president will be nice to us. Um, so there were emails on the laptop, like one that said, "Dear Hunter, thank you for." It was from a Barisma board advisor after he's been on the board. Um, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really, really an honor and pleasure. 
So then they allege that this is corruption because it's like, oh, he's going to meet Joe Biden and this and that. But um, the way I see it is it could just be Hunter Biden using his potential influence for personal gain, personal financial gain, and saying like, well, I'm the vice president's kid if I join the board. So it, it's not good. It could be. There's not really any clear ties to Joe. That doesn't mean that there aren't ties to Joe. But it doesn't mean that even if those emails are real, that it 100% is tied to Joe. It could just be Hunter just like playing it up as much as he possibly can. Yeah. Um, then there is another email that said um, before he joined the board, he had gotten an email from a Burisma board executive saying advice on how you could use your influence, uh, how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. So again, seems like he's kind of using his position as the son of the vice president in order to, for personal gain, which if you look at how Republicans operate, they usually uh, celebrate that sort of thing where you take advantage of loopholes for personal gain, but they're not really celebrating this one. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's good. It's just uh, a little bit hypocritical. Um, and then the other thing on it is they mention when he's emailing his business partner, they mention the big guy all the time. And so when the article first came out, they kept saying that Joe is mentioned by name as receiving money from all these different countries and stuff, but he's never mentioned by name. It's the big guy, and then they assume that the big guy is Joe. So Big guy could be Trump. Could be. Who knows? Um, and then the biggest issue with it is half of the article was that, which the origin story of the laptop is definitely fishy. Like, I think maybe the information is real. Maybe they got it from – it could be Russian – information could be russian disinformation could be real could be fake but i highly doubt that that story they concocted about the laptop being like discovered by a blind store shop owner like half the country away is true and then he handed it to the fbi and then they gave it to rudy giuliani uh, th that seems a little fishy to me but the information could be true the other problem though is that they spent the other half of the article attacking him personally and releasing a bunch of personal photos of him like in a bathtub with a cigarette and talking about how he's a drug addict and how messy his life is and how he's like it's just all this irrelevant personal stuff that obviously wasn't meant for other people's eyes and um like there was one where he was sleeping with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth so it's like they released all these personal pictures then they did something that was kind of it it uh didn't really it kind of backfired on them because they released text messages and it was about like um it was him between him and joe allegedly and then that said uh like sorry it like i'm so sorry i'm ruining your career by this and that and stuff and i didn't see that part but that's apparently what the message was and then the reply to it was joe biden just responding good morning my beautiful son i am proud of you and i love you dad and then people saw that and then like, well, that's not really yeah. a bad thing. That's kind of like humanizing Biden. So it kind of backfired on them. So that could be if it, true because it's like, why would they release that if it wasn't all true information? So that could be a case for why all the information they found is true because they released all of it, even stuff that would help Joe. So I don't know. The other thing that's weird, one last thing. Um, it obviously it was supposed to be this big bombshell like the October surprise. And it didn't end up, like, dropping as big as, like, the, the biggest, like, thing around it was the uh, the fact that, like, Twitter was, um, uh, like, censoring it. Every yeah. time somebody would post it, then they would remove it. And Facebook is doing the same yep. thing. 
And that was the biggest thing about it. But the actual like attack on Joe Biden was nothing, basically. So Tucker Carlson had this segment the other day where he said that they finally received the actual damning evidence that's going to take Joe Biden down, going to send him to prison. Somebody gave it to them anonymously. And so they were going to send it to Tucker. And it was like this, like his executive called them and they're like, oh, this is big. This is damning. So then he overnight mailed it to Tucker. But and it wasn't the USPS, it was UPS or FedEx. It was a private um, mail delivery service. One of the workers found the package opened and the contents missing. So then they launched an, a nationwide investigation everywhere the package was. They searched the facilities, the vehicles. They interviewed every single person. This is what Tucker's saying on his um, show that Fox News actually just argued was speech parody in a legal case and not real news. But um, So they, they did that nationwide investigation in less than a day after it was first reported missing because apparently they can do things that fast. Like if you ever have a package missing, they don't usually look for it within a day. Yeah. But they launched the entire investigation. And so the fact that like they had this damning evidence, they didn't actually have evidence. So then the fact that like somebody had to steal it becomes the evidence that it was damning. You know, that like that's the proof. Mm-hmm. And so... But the issue is you received this damning evidence and then you mailed it without taking a fucking copy of it, like a physical copy, yeah. digital copy. No, like there's no, no, no. no way in hell that you're just going to be like, OK, we got to get this in the mail right now. Like, well, let's make the copiers right there. No, now yeah. Tucker needs this. Yeah. Get it on you the could pony send him a digital <laughs> copy. <laughs> Wouldn't you have sent a picture or a digital copy yeah. first to show him? And then he'll be like, OK, send me the original. Not like, oh. It's fucking 2020, but I can't send you a picture, but I can tell you about it. It's like, are you sending letters like by pony or something? (laughs) Why would you, even if you took a picture and sent it to him, there's a digital copy there. It just makes no sense. So clearly that whole thing is made up and that's just like a last ditch effort of like, all right, well, that evidence didn't work. So let's make up some new evidence, but it's not really proof. But how can we make it proof? We'll say that somebody actually had to steal it because it's so proving of his... (laughs) Guilt. Yeah, but that does seem a little suspect. So for sure. I don't know. So I think like there's um there's some like legitimate concerns as far as corruption within the Biden family. Um I don't think it's anything like nearly as bad as like corruption within the Trump family because they're literally making millions of dollars from other countries, like staying at their hotels and stuff. Like they choose to stay at the Trump Hotel. Like I can't remember what country it was, but they made like forty million dollars like within the last couple of years. It's like obviously making money. You shouldn't be making money from any countries or any foreign businesses when you're president. And so yeah, Joe's not. There's also no connection that with like proof of connection with Joe. So I don't know. His son obviously is like using at the le- like best case scenario. He's just using his uh, position as the vice president's son as leverage. Worst case scenario, Joe's involved. But that's literally like what the Republicans are 100% running with right now. That's their... Uh, so, I mean, is, uh, pretty fake. I have thoughts on the crack pipe picture. Yeah. So I think there's two possibilities that are way more likely than him smoking crack. Hmm. One, it's just a funny picture. If I <laughs> well, had a crack pipe... He did go to rehab for, like, coke and or crack. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he is, like, when <laughs> they say mind, he's then. a crackhead, he literally was a crackhead. Okay. And so, yeah, Joe Biden that. even admits it. He's like, yeah, my son, like, in the debate, Trump attacked him for it. And Joe Biden just said, yeah, he 
was addicted to coke just like many other like millions of other people have been and he got over it he went to rehab and i'm proud of him for it and then that like totally turned on yeah. Trump because that was not a good like attack like a personal family attack so then they take those pictures of him from when he was an addict that were on his personal computer and it could be like they maybe hacked his cloud storage or something and they found those and that's how they're going to connect say like oh we also found these pictures on this laptop that's how you know everything else we found on the laptop is true because we found these pictures of him so maybe they hacked his cloud storage found the pictures and then used that to because otherwise why would you include those in the article if not you know a reason yeah. of evidence I don't know. that's the way I see it so I don't know if the information's true but hard telling yeah all I know is like there I mean there's enough people in this world that if their cloud were to get hacked I'm sure there's some pretty quotation damning photos there so oh yeah. it's not something that yeah. would, is uncommon well no what you were taught the child porn that there were apparently pictures of him naked like facetiming with his niece like 14 year old niece or something but i don't know i mean there's no like like there's no they're not releasing the pictures or anything so yeah it's all have... literally just fox news word yeah that this is all true we have to see how that FaceTime was cropped. Yeah, and also it's like, I don't know, it's just Rudy Giuliani. It's like the FBI apparently got the laptop and didn't do anything with it. So I don't know. if There's no investigation. It's literally just Fox News investigating. So mm-hmm. And New York Post or whatever. Because they had, they had sent it around to all the other media outlets, including Fox News, and they wouldn't take it because they said it wasn't credible enough. And then now Fox News can report on it because they can just report on somebody else's reporting. So if like so it, it's now part of the news. They're just saying, oh, this is what the New York Post found. And, and that way, if it like turns out to be false, they didn't like they're not going to get hit with saying it was true. It was mm-hmm. be like, oh, the New York Post yeah. said this. We're just letting you know. So, but even Fox News, um, one of the Fox News ladies was talking to Rudy Giuliani, and was just talking about how like well, there's not really any real evidence. And he's like, the evidence is right there. I did an investigation. She's like, well, there's, I mean, like, not real yeah. evidence. He's like, what happened? He's like, and then she called him uh, Christopher Steele, and he got fucking pissed. And he's like, you come over to my house tonight, and I'll show you the evidence, and then you're going to apologize on air. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, flipped out. Send the address, bitch. And then she asked him about Borat. Uh, yeah. That's fucking well, funny. But you're right, there's too much hearsay on the topic, and, you know, best case scenario, like, and worst case, are still going to be just fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, as far like, as what, collusion with other governments and stuff, like, mm-hmm. dude. Even if it's it, all true, doesn't seem that bad. Well, yeah, and it's also, yeah, if it's all true, and it's, like, mainly, primarily Hunter Biden doing yeah. it, that doesn't really have an effect on... Yeah, like, you think... Much. Unless I mean, you directly connect it, them. But... Exactly. You think Trump's kids aren't throwing their weight around with, oh, my dad's Trump? Like, that's going to happen no matter yeah. what. Well, they're openly like, making money yeah. in yeah. ways that is unethical, if not illegal. He's the first president not to sell his businesses when yeah. he assumed office, which is especially bad with his situation because he makes money from other countries. Mm-hmm. While he's actually on the government and, bill to uh, stay at his own... Yeah, that's kind of like, ooh. And he was ripping on uh, Joe Biden for having a, an account, in, a bank account in China for like years. Like he's been ripping on him for that. And then it turns out that he has a 
bank account in China. They just <laughs> yeah, discovered like, like two weeks million. ago. Well, he owes he 400 to, million right now. Or so he's 400 million in debt, and he tries tries to pay it up, play it off like, oh, like with my assets, 400 million is just nothing, yeah. like nothing at all, drop in the bucket. Was like, well, that's to be determined because that's we, we haven't seen said. your uh, tax returns at all for the past couple of decades. So I'll just know. sell one of my properties. Yeah. It's like, well, that comes off as a little cocky. Yeah. Let's we'll sell off a couple of states. Do we really need Iowa? Yeah. Actually. Iowa's a red yeah. state. So yeah. <laughs> In terms of uh, production of uh, food, yeah. There, yeah. bud. Yeah, there, bud. Don't you know? Florida. Boy, oh. No, Trump loves Florida. Right the seams. Oh, yeah, he does. And golfing down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's where he lives. Yeah, cut it off. That's where Trump lives. Just the tip, though. Just Ooh. the tip? Ooh. The tip's Actually, my yeah, favorite South part. South Florida is the craziest. <laughs> spend some time down in South Florida. That's how we get Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> do some wild stuff. Man. I only spent time in Daytona and Fort Lauderdale. Oh. And Orlando. Well, I went to SeaWorld. You. you <sighs> what, bitch? You're disgusting. Why? You supported SeaWorld? I didn't pay for it. I was probably a little kid at the time. Well, as long as you didn't pay for it. <laughs> well, that makes, it. That's what makes it better? I've actually well, got yeah, stock. As long as you're I've not giving them money. Yeah. You're fucking you with me. No, I'm fucking with you. Outrage. He just fucking blesses you right then and there. <laughs> Lord forgive. What the fuck is... I'm about to act up. Outside your fucking window. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's well, I was like, there's a little girl out there. Oh, no, it's Silas. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, he's fucking waving. He did this wave. That one right there. Well, this is the last waggle. podcast before the election. Yes, this it is. is. The end. Should we do one election night? So, oh, I was thinking of, actually, yeah, I was uh, thinking about that. I want to, I mean, I'm going to stay up all night. Yeah, I'll be up. So um, I don't know how to do it live. I don't have Wi-Fi here, so I can't remember oh, yeah. live. Come Once over to the apartment. Dylan's, yeah. Yeah. I'll just I don't work anymore. I don't need a sleep schedule. Ah. Well, yeah, Lily probably wouldn't want us to do it here anyway because she's probably going to sleep. Well, she can stay here and sleep. You're a grown-ass man. Well, yeah, no, so we'll do it there and yeah. not here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. We'll do it live. There is a – did you hear about um, Joe Rogan, Kyle Kalinske, who's like one of the best progressive com- political commentators, and Alex Jones are doing a live stream. All together? Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's it actually amazing. was uh, Joe Rogan, Kyle Klinsky, and Tim Dillon. I don't know who Tim Dillon is. I think he's a comedian. I know Tim Duncan. And that was going to be good, but then Alex Jones was on the pod- Joe Rogan's podcast last week, and he invited himself. <laughs> Kyle Klinsky's like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I guess Alex Jones is going to be there. Okay. Hopefully he talks take, about gay frogs. But I love Alex Jones. And the gay frogs thing, I actually looked into that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Did you? What'd you find it's out? more legit than you would think. There was yeah, this, yeah. yeah, it was a... It's too legit to quit? No, it was a corn um, pesticide mm-hmm. back in the day that kept running off and would mess, it would actually hermaphrodite frogs. And Fuck then yeah. there was this one dude... Most to both worlds, Hermes and <laughs> Yeah. Trying to, like, get the word out, get it to the EPA and everything, and somehow through, like, weird legal loopholes to back up his research and to, like, do um follow-up studies... Some sort of weird legal stuff happened, and then the only scientist able to do follow-up research 
were the people that worked for the company that was like the biggest producer of that pesticide. But that's also not all that uncommon in terms of yeah. pesticides and shit that were used back in the day. Like, what was it? The insecticide DDT oh, yeah. was the one that killed off bald eagles. And because it made the membrane of the the eagle eggs yeah, way too yeah. soft, and it would they, the eggs would just collapse. But so it was it's not just, uncommon. Yeah, but it was just the fact that they can still use it because of that weird legal stuff where they were able to completely like defund and dis- discredit his research mm-hmm. because they worked for the company that produced it. Yep, that's how it happens. So yeah, Alex Jones sizing up his neighbor on April, in April at the beginning of the pandemic. He's like, I'll eat your ass. Because, <laughs> like, people started buying toilet paper, and he's like, he's like, I'm thinking about looking at my neighbor, sizing him up. I don't want to be doing that, but i got to feed my family. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys haven't heard that? No, I have not. There's a good song version of it. See, because he's funny and he's out there, but, like, a lot of the stuff he says, like... A lot? I don't know. If I think I've only heard lot. two, and it was the frogs and, I keep them comfortable. <laughs> yeah, some of it, but I I think most of it is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a few bullshit things that are like big bullshits. Like a lot of what he has called false flags, not a lot of evidence for them being false flags. Like Sandy Hook being yeah acted, yeah crisis and then actors. Yeah, his whole vitamin shop is. Oh my god! Speaking of, uh, <laughs> have you seen that brain. movie, The Hunt? The, that movie that came out before quarantine, it was like the most political movie ever. How it was like the elite, uh, liberals hunting down rednecks. It was called The Hunt. It was a movie. Okay, well, I ended up buying it because I wanted to watch it because I heard it. I heard it was decent. So it was. It was but a pretty it was good. Liberals hunting down rednecks. Yeah. Oh, I'd think it'd be the other way around. I have the movie. I'll bring it over sometime. We can watch it. But in one point, the guy is like, "They're all crisis actors. This isn't real." And the girl's like, "That's a baby." He goes. What? There can't be crisis babies? And his mom's like holding a fucking baby. <laughs> it was so fucking. And it was uh, the guy who played Randy from My Name Is Earl. I love that dude. Yeah, he's like, it's a oh, crisis. Yeah, yeah. It's a crisis baby. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, if we're gonna do a live stream, then we won't be able to watch them unless we live stream their live stream watching the election. Yeah, we can do that. Have yeah. one TV podcast playing. A podcast. Yeah. I don't know. We might get copyrighted for that. Inception we probably have to just. It's all free entertainment. It's all free entertainment, right? And then under all the the free entertainment act and all that shit, like YouTube, you can do that shit. Uh, it's still kind of hitting this with copyright yeah. claim on it. Well, we can always keep the volume lower on it to where mm-hmm. we can hear it, but it won't be get picked up on the mics. Well, then there's no point. In- or just watch the archive of that stream, like after. Wouldn't that just be the same thing? No, not not while you're streaming though. Oh, gotcha. Personal see what you're saying. Viewing. Yeah. Um, just email Mr. Rogan. See what he. Yeah. Does. Hey, Joe. We're an up and coming political Maybe podcast. Just let us on. Let's just pull a Jones and invite ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you let us on. Imagine you'd be able to get Jones high as fuck with Joe Rogan. Who? What? Alex Jones. Then Joe Rogan. Hell yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'd rather have Joe Rogan. You can actually have a conversation at least. And then I could like be like, "Hey, for a hundred dollars, I'll let you kick me." What? So he, because Joe Rogan said some of the nastiest back spinning kicks in the world. Be yeah, like, well, "Hey, man, if you pay me a hundred dollars, you can kick me." I thought you said you were going to pay him a hundred. No, no, he's got to pay me, obviously. But a hundred dollars, dude, you're yeah. going to need way more than that medical bills. Nah. Yeah, I would definitely add that caveat, like a hundred dollars and pay my medical bills. Nah, I'll be fine. 
Yeah, you don't even have insurance. Be, yeah, so yeah, right. you do got some padding. A little bit of padding. I wouldn't even hold the bag when he kicks the bag. Oh, now you're just being dramatic. I don't think I am. <laughs> and he's going to bring hella weed. Hmm. He will. And drinks to go around. Yeah. And talk about DMT. So really. <laughs> and monkeys. Yeah. Yep. All well, right. I think we're done here. This is it. <laughs> we'll see you on election night. <laughs>